Welcome to Patch Notes, everyone. We're back again, uh, and we are still in quarantine, and yep. there's still a decent amount of news. It seems like it seems like the um, it seems as if the um, the world of video games is just thriving uh, during this in- incredibly terrible time. The um, news waits for no one. But I mean, except well, for the people gaming news waits for no one either, and it seems like, for. in fact, it waits even less. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and this is supposed to be the busy time of the year the, between now and I suppose that's 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 true. There, I mean, there's stuff happening. There's also yeah. stuff being delayed. I mean, for sure. I was, I was going to say between now and E3, but we might have to get rid of that referent uh, in our, in mm-hmm, our mm-hmm. video game schedule theorizing. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, thinking about when things are going to come out is. Uh, kind of a mistake um in any case uh lots of news this week uh but what are you been up to john how's things how are things uh it's um one day becomes another day um hmm. even more so than the usual passage of time i guess how horrible one day is always becoming another day but you know it's quarantine sucks man yeah it's not this good. Isn't good i don't like it um my schedule's all fucked up sleep-wise. I'm staying, as anyone who watches, pays attention to my Twitter feed knows, um, I'm like up at 6.30 in the morning watching uh, Taiwanese professional baseball. Yeah, it's very um, strange. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, it, it's, it's unnerving to see anyone else up at the hours I'm up at. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry about that. How is Taiwanese professional baseball? Are there any, are there any familiar friends that, that you're seeing play? No, no, all... Ta- the Taiwanese league is very, I mean, there's there's a couple guys. There's this um, pitcher Sosa, who I think was in a, a major league camp for a while, um, mm-hmm. uh, and he he was the guy who uh, was involved in the game with the benches that cleared. Oh, um, okay, got got got. Yeah, um, but no, no, a lot of it. Uh, the Taiwanese league, uh, even more so than the the Korean professional, uh, the Korean baseball organization, and uh, uh, Nippon professional baseball. Uh, which is the Japanese Pro League, um, they, even when those, they, they limit the number of, like, ringers you can bring in from the States. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so, those, like, those, it, it is mostly Taiwanese players, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Not that Ta- Taiwanese players are bad, but uh, typically not ringers, either. Taiwanese players, there's, I think there's some mainland Chinese players. Um, people are going to yell at us about the politics on the, over that distinction, that's fine. No one yells at me, it's um, okay. Yeah. They can just um, yell at you. I want to say, yeah. Uh, so the Taiwanese league is mainly those them, um, and uh, it's weird because the Korean baseball organization is also reopening. Uh, their season has already started. Is that right? Um, you know, I mean, Korea was very, very. Uh, I mean, extremely rigid about um, about their the way they they fix things up, and I mean. Yeah. Supposed it makes sense. So, uh, but while they opened, um, they don't have. They didn't have like a Western TV contract. No one until oh. now. No one wanted to watch Korean professional baseball. Oh uh, wow! Okay. West. I mean, because uh, if you combine the time difference with the fact uh, that it's, yeah, you know, not even the Japanese league has a has a really Western no one wanted to watch deal. it. Is that right? Like it, it? It feels as if that would be something that. I don't know. Like it feels as if people would want to watch that. Not, I mean, they like, do now. They do okay. now. <laughs> All right. It is I mean, now. It's just. It's such a like. There are so many people that end up there that are then 
all of a sudden extremely good. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's where, Eric, uh, but I, I yeah, that's where Eric Thames came from. That's yep. where uh, came back from. That's where uh, Michael Michaelis came from. Yep, yep. Um, but you know, no one knows. Like most of the casual baseball watchers listening to this might not know who those guys are. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Um, Grow up, you two. So I can understand maybe why, you know, the place where the guy who couldn't make the majors uh, at three spring trainings in a row where he goes off to, you know, quest for the Holy Grail and finds this fastball and then finally comes back and signs a, a big deal. I understand, like, why maybe that isn't a huge focal point for huh. uh, for Western baseball watchers, especially with games starting um you know, it's between three and six in the morning. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about like there, like the one of the reasons it's being held up is because ESPN asked the rights holders, the 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 company that broadcasts this in South Korea, if they could like stream it for free. Like they didn't want to oh. license it; they just wanted to throw it out Goodness. over the air. Did like, did the did the rights holders just say no? Yes, <laughs> they did just say no because what was Disney as Disney run out of money. That's um, bizarre. Like that's yeah. like that's oh, so crazy. Insulting is what it is. Well, yeah, and it's 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 absolutely. I don't know. It's like it's it's really weird to me because ESPN. I know ESPN has like. I don't know. They have like the, their kind of cachet. I I get it. Fine, whatever. Like you know, ESPN is an enormous enormous deal in terms of like you know the the streaming of sports in the world. But yeah. like, God, like I mean, you're not even going to offer money. That Look, sucks so bad. ESPN isn't going to um, the Champions League or to La Liga in uh, continental Europe and saying, "Hey, can we broadcast your games for free?" Yeah, they're not. Right. You know, there's there are countries that they'll treat as equals and countries they won't. And uh, maybe we can, you know, think about it and think about what the through lines are. I refuse on, to think about what the through lines are. That sounds depressing. Yeah. Uh, on that situation. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see it. Maybe we won't. Um, Eleven Sports is the name of the outfit uh, that's broadcasting uh, the Taiwanese games. Um, or the CPBL, the Chinese Professional Baseball League. Mm. Um, they follow me on Twitter now because uh, that league is at the size where if a, if a verified user with 10,000 followers tweets, tweets about, about you them. once... Uh, you get to be their friend. You get to be followed by them, and, and that person gets to be like, ah, now I can't, you know, talk about how the announcers made a really bad comp because they're probably looking at my feed right now because these guys don't follow anyone except me <laughs> and, like, a, a couple be, other baseball writers. You should just, like, DM them a lot and no. ask if you can be an announcer. Um, I, I might actually soft block them. We'll see. Uh, wow. What they're doing is... Um, I mean nothing personal, but they're they're a uh, they're a brand building social media account. And I like to talk shit. Um, I don't I don't need my name being derisively mentioned on a CPBL broadcast because I pointed out that maybe you shouldn't have compared a guy who just couldn't catch up to a fastball that was middle middle um, to Vladimir Guerrero because he swings uh -huh. at bad pitches sometimes. <laughs> you fucks. Um, but no, yeah. So they 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 broadcast the game over like uh, tweet uh, Twitter, like live streaming. That's that's okay. the that's the. I mean, obviously In intriguing. You, put, you find whatever platform you can do your your uh, your streaming on. It's 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 no big deal. But you know that's that's where I'm at these days. I'm I'm watching um, uh, the Taiwanese Pro League on Twitter at six thirty in the morning. 
That sounds fine, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, I I get it. Yeah. I would love to I would love to watch more baseball too. Like it's it's sad that it's not happening more. Um and it bums me out and I would like to enjoy baseball again, but um it's just like, you know, I I haven't I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Yeah. Um, now, you know, who knows what, what's going on with Major League Baseball this year. Uh, I still think. I'm, I, I think they're going to try to do some sort of stupid abbreviated season slash, like, mm-hmm. tournament. Yes, definitely. Um, they'll, they'll try and do something. They haven't – that they haven't actually indicated that they're thinking maybe this is just, like, not going to happen uh, shows me that – they're super interested in just having whatever dumb season they can actually put together. Yeah. All right, so we got so some good news. good for them. Yeah. Um so we do have actual some video game news uh also yeah. from the world of sports we can start out with. Um they've canceled the new uh WWE game for this year, the new the oh, uh, year no. installment. Uh, what are people going to complain about now? Um, yeah, they are robbing us of a lot of joy. Extremely uh, Whenever funny these gifts. games come out, there is always like a two-week period where um, we, uh, you know, sit back, hold high feasts, and give thanks to our gods that, uh, that our professional work product doesn't get treated like this. Um, but then, you know, we probably put more effort into our professional work product than this. Like, I don't like talking bad about how devs approach their games, but these are the laziest games in creation. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think more – this has – like, the, the WWE uh, games have much more to do with um, – or the current ones have much more to do with the schedule at which they are being asked to put out mm. and, like, the – like, I don't know. Like, that whole thing um, – of oh you know oh gosh uh, we have a whole another game coming out and it has an entirely new roster we've updated them all like this is new this is WWE baby like it just it's it's um it's too much like it, that that's why there are all the glitches I mean I would say laziness might have might play into it but like they're really being asked to do too much I mean no they're not is the thing like this okay. is even this is even easier than a Madden like and mm-hmm. and, and Madden you know. Madden's big thing is infrastructure and the multiplayer and the loot boxes and all that stuff. You know, the the, the trials and tribulations of being the AAA, one of the AAA premier multiplayer experiences uh, uh-huh. for, for video games. So you've got all of the, you know, netcode and online stuff. So maybe sometimes it's, you know, understandable and funny when there's an animation glitch and a guy like breaks 85 tackles and runs for a touchdown. Madden's had those problems too. But yeah. very funny. I like that. You have a lot. to render a ring, an arena. The ring's always the same size. The arena's always the same size. The, these games don't have robust features, so it's not like you're going backstage often. Um, when you do go backstage in the story modes, the level, like a lot of the level of detail in those environments, look last gen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really, it, it, in fairness, it looks like garbage. I mean, those games look terrible. Yeah, and like... And you, apparently the plot, the, the story mode is just oh, the, garbage. The story mode's insulting. Um, and, and, you know, 
it's wrestling. I don't want to get give the impression that it's insulting because like it's it's not mature enough or something. It's insulting no. because it's poorly put together trash that wasn't even respected by the people who made it. Right. Um, I mean that yeah that is absolutely the problem. And you know you you can make dumb fun pro wrestling bullshit story modes. It doesn't have to be a, a fire pro wrestling, you know, meditation on the darkness in the human heart and, you know, and have to have uh, content warnings for suicide or whatever, like whatever's going on over in the in the fire pro games when they bring Suda in. But, <laughs> you know, you can do a stupid, dumb career mode without uh, insulting... Not just your audience, because I mean, at some for some degree, wrestling fans expect to be insulted. Yeah. Um, just because a lot of money is being made off of dumb carny shit. <laughs> oh um, yeah, no, but I mean, uh, there, there's like, I, I think, I think the the thing to say here is like, yes, um, there there's an expectation uh, that it's not going to be as like, um, like it's not going to be as serious, say as like, I don't know, like it. There, there is a seriousness that it's going to lack or whatever. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to, how to say that. But like the other thing to say here is, of course, like it's just following in the in the footsteps of melodrama. Like it's just a melodrama. Yeah. And like if melodrama is done well, it can be really fun. Like I, I don't know. Most I, I would imagine a lot of people who listen to this podcast read comics, and like mm-hmm. comics are melodrama done fun, like done well, done done in a fun way when they're at their best. Like this, this is fine. Like melodrama is okay. It's just that like. You know, if you don't care about the story at all, then the melodrama will – it'll be obvious that it is lazy and bad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, uh, you've got – like, when they're making these games, you got basically one job. you got to make it work. This fighting game – it's not even really a fighting game, really. It doesn't even have that level of complexity, which has been another thing that's been used against it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You just got to make it work in this, you know, arena – that you there's a very simple arena visually. Uh, a wrestling ring is a very simple thing to make visually, um, and you just have to be able to do a number of specific tasks in that ring. You make one of these a year, so you get the chance to iterate gradually if you'd like to. And just nothing ever gets better. Nothing ever changes. Um, right. Well, they well they do change things, but it's like the mat. You know how it was a running joke in the Madden franchise for years that one of the main things they do while in to like to change the game design while all the serious programmers were burning themselves out on like the the multiplayer stuff is they <laughs> just implement a new field goal kicking mechanic <laughs> you know every right, year sure. you get a new field goal. that's what they do with pinfalls okay, so every every year sense. you get a new mechanic for how to pin a pin the opposing uh okay. wrestler and sure. and a lot of the time they suck because the there's probably only a couple different good ways to actually implement that because some ways are factually better than others. And if you're changing things just to change them, eventually you're going to have to change them to bad things. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. And, and, you know, and this is before you get into, you know, faces disappearing, um, model artistry be looking a lot like that reproduction of uh, the Christ Face, you know that that famous art <laughs> update where yeah. uh, they they fixed uh, a a Dutch master's painting. Oh with, no, I know, know it. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Uh, I, and also, I mean, it, it like it reminds me of like the I don't I don't know how many people in the audience have, have actually have played uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, but like there's 
when they want to be goofy, they'll just like they'll make the faces. They'll like do Gary's mod style stuff with the faces, and like that's kind of what the WWE games remind me of, where it's just like all of a sudden it'll be like just the goofiest looking version of Samoa Joe or whatever. And yep. It's like yeah, no one's being serious about this. Like, Becky Lynch was the cover um, athlete for last year's game, and she just was one of the worst looking characters in the game. Like yeah. it was just yeah. a bad version of her. Uh, and there, you know, there's a running joke about the hair. Like mm-hmm. one of the one of the legitimately difficult things to do with this kind of thing, even now, is hair. Games always uh, uh, games with much higher aspirations. Oh, hair is like than this yeah. have have problems with hair to the point where you know there are entire uh, support studios and plugins and whatever dedicated to developing hair technology to sell and license to these AAA studios. Sure. Um, and even on that that relaxed grading scale, the hair in last year's installment was embarrassing. I mean, right, really, we don't have to justify how embarrassing it was because the fact that they canceled the series and took a year off to address the concerns <laughs> makes that argument for us. It's incredible that they had to do that, and that is their excuse in this year of all years. Yep. That they can't, like, they... they they can't even with a straight face say it's because of the pandemic. Yeah, there, there isn't like there may be like one of these. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we're doing it especially because of the pandemic things and these releases. But so far, all the stuff has been remarkably straightforward. It is no longer like a a professional or personal boon for this company or our resumes to continue putting out a product in this state. And, you know, I assume finally someone at WWE got it through to whichever brand manager handles this, because I doubt it's Vince McMahon. Uh, No, Um, of course not. (laughs) uh, Got it through to whatever brand manager handles this, uh, that... We're all being laughed at. The point, yeah, I want to say that to the extent that I think Vince is involved or was ever involved, it's that they sold him on the idea of having the Madden of NFL, if that makes sense. A yearly yeah, yeah. sports game that makes, you know, WWE seem like they're on the same level as the NFL, yeah, the, NFL the NBA, the NHL, Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. Sure. And I can see the resistance to going away from the yearly model being based on not wanting to piss off the boss's vanity like that. Sure. Um and I feel like finally it got embarrassing enough that that, that vanity was uh, compromised to a Yeah, someone was just like, Vince, this is like, you, you, you can't be, this isn't good. <laughs> you can't be happy about this. I mean, I don't know. The reason I doubt it's Vince is because I, I don't think, I just don't think he like acknowledges video games are real or anything he cares about. <laughs> so I, I want to say, I, I want to, yeah, this is completely uninformed speculation, uh, but I like talking shit. Um my my guess is it's probably like Triple H or someone like someone who okay. know who has an idea of what video games are and who likes to get up in board meetings and like razzle dazzle the eighty five year old guys sitting around the table, including his father in law, with talks about what the kids are doing on the Twitch and including with that all the, the huge numbers that these games do, um, that games that are popular with the kids these days that is do and you know what FIFA does and what Madden does. Uh, in terms of streaming and uh, multiple players online at the same time and advertising and uh, especially yeah. loot box type revenues. Uh, and, you know, I could see 
this finally being the tipping point where I, where I don't even want to go into that room anymore and talk about this stuff. Because, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because it's like getting that. to the point where even they're hearing about how embarrassing it is. Like where even their peers are bringing up, you know, you know to laughing at them over brunch over about this. Right. Exactly. Um, because this stuff, this is big business. This stuff gets talked about on earnings calls, and they've got financial analysts talking about it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. I mean, it's like a massive – I mean, this is over-talked about because, like, of course, video games are – you know, they, they protest too much about how, how much does this cost? How much, like, could he, can EA afford this? Yeah. But, like, like, I mean, they are expensive. Video games are incredibly expensive. And yeah. WWE is rolling in it, but, like – Look, like they're not going to want to keep putting out this expense if all of a sudden it's not a money maker. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's really funny. Like twenty years ago, we all uh, people. I don't know about we, but people were like, "Video games we need to be taken seriously." Roger Ebert, man. Well, I mean, we're being taken seriously now. What that means is rents are being extracted. Uh, right. <laughs> yes, know? exactly. We are being we are the subject of earnings calls and you know Bloomberg terminal reports. Uh, you know, your your favorite game is suborned to the witches to the wishes of guys from McKinsey and Harvard. Um yep. you know, so it goes, at least this time maybe the McKinsey boys got it right for once because this game needed to be fucking cancelled. Well, I mean like look, the uh, those kind of vultures are almost never correct, but and they're not correct for the right reasons, yeah. but even they can see uh, a loss leader. And this <laughs> is yeah, and this is like, you know, Maybe this is the boon that this this franchise needs. Maybe they can yeah. take a year off, actually sit down, uh, get a different studio in there. Because I'm, this is one of these things where uh, the studio Ukes have been doing these games for like literally twenty years. I'm pretty sure Ukes had been holding on to that contract, um, and then they lost that contract to a studio called Visual Concepts, and it just sort of looked like you know, Visual Concepts got access to Ux's work product, but didn't have half the passwords <laughs> and just sort of hacked together something that might work for 2021 and kicked that shit out the door. Um, Why would you call yourself... I mean, calling yourself visual concepts is <clears throat> such a uh, such a red flag to begin with. Yeah, well, well, let's see what the history of that studio is. Um, Bet it's not good. Uh, they're, well, no, I, they've been around for a long time, uh, since the since the early 90s. Um, they, they did Madden '94 for the SNES. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew, I know okay, the name. That's for serious. A while. They, okay, they've, been, right. they've been doing 2K games for a while. Um, uh, especially like yeah, they're they're a big sports game company. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, I, I know they released support on some of these WWE games with Ukes. Yeah, they uh, assisted Ukes uh, from. 2014 to um, the disastrous 2020. Sure. Um, okay. When they took over full time. Uh, but here's the thing: they obviously have like three or four work groups running at any any given time. Um, and because like, all right, here's what they developed in uh, 2018 and 2019. Uh, they assisted on WWE 2K19, and they also did NBA 2K19. Okay. Just that product. Oh, wow. Uh, which that is was a, a really much more respected. Well, yeah. I mean, they also did 2018 and 2017. 2018 was better. Like, 2019 was a disaster. Yeah. Um, so they've been. 
when was the last time the 2K franchises were good? Like, actually good, as opposed to um, this. It was it was basically when they lost the MLB license, wasn't it? Like, they've, yeah. they've had some, they've had some, you know, decent games since then. Um, although I, I've really never heard, the other, the other big franchise they work on, uh, worked on before they lost the MLB, after they lost the MLB license, that, in, that is, was the NHL 2Ks, which I've also heard mediocre to bad things about. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've been around forever. They've been doing this stuff forever. Um, they might need a reset. I mean, it sounds like yeah. they might. Yes, it sounds like maybe, maybe it's time to <laughs> to go back to the old drawing board. Speaking, uh, this is our transition. Speaking of times to go back to the drawing board, Fallout seventy six. Oh Put goodness out. gracious! Um, yeah, content. it turns out turns out it's not. Uh, people don't love when. Um, you uh you have to um work really hard to get rare items in an MMO yep. and then um random NPCs can take them from you. This ends because all right, so before before I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna rebury that lead a little bit. Okay. So now I just want to remind the listeners of what Fallout seventy six is. Fallout seventy six is a game that costs forty dollars on Steam right now. Oh, but <laughs> Act now, and you can get Fallout's 1, 2, and Tactics for free. Yeah. Now, in addition to that $40, if you want to be able to play a private game, if you want to be able to play without pubbies invading, and, and even even public users with the best of intentions, you know, if you walk around a field full of rakes that have, like, shotguns attached to them, <laughs> the more people you put in the rake shotgun field the more people are inadvertently going to get hit in the face and then shoot other people with the shotgun. Correct, yes. So even a puppy with the best intentions, if they're not, you know, they just become an agent of chaos, uh, you know, a, move, a roving piece of code that will break things. Uh, and ideally, you know, sometimes playing a buggy piece of shit can be fun, but you have to be doing it with your friends. And it has to be relatively cheap. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if look, you even at forty bucks playing something buggy is not going to be fun. If you want to get that I'm private sorry. game, that is a monthly subscription. Good God! And then that sucks so much. I, I was watching a stream of of this. I watched the Giant Bomb stream, and then I watched a couple uh, streams on YouTube. Like the, the UI is constantly trying to upsell you on shit, like <laughs> to redirect you to the store so you can change your player icon and and shit like that. Like it is shameless. That's- very funny. Uh, so what this? Was, I mean, they're not making any money on it. Like, uh, I like it's it's basically become like a very very low rent gotcha game. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what this is is um, when this game launched, it had no NPCs in it. This was the selling point of the game because it was developed. By, I still don't understand why they thought this business strategy was going to work. Besides hubris, um, because like uh, I, I guess they looked at Fallout Four and thought. That this was proof of concept that no matter how much they insulted players, players wouldn't leave. Yeah. Um, well, also, I mean, just like I don't know, like just how it, it still shocks me how dumb it is to be like, yeah, there's no NPCs because like this is a nuclear wasteland, man. Yeah. And it's like we're not playing this to role play a nuclear wasteland. Like there are games that do that. The incredibly like, realistic Fallout, Fallout series. I, yeah, like, well, I, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not buying Fallout because I want to feel like I'm in a nuclear wasteland by myself. They're just like, 
that's like absolutely not why I play Fallout. It was also great because it turned out the way they implemented this was they just made a normal Fallout game, but instead of NPCs, there were just a lot more like audio logs, and the NPCs were always just off screen. Like the storyline of the first um, iteration of this is that you're following the overseer of the vault around West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So there is an NPC in that game who is in there changing the story environment. It's just that she's always one town over. <laughs> like, and then you always That's reach so her just, you know, a bit too late and find the audio logs of what she did. And then there, of course, there's, uh, there were, uh, uh, fuck, they broke the rule, like, immediately as well, because everyone noticed this at the time. Like, the, on the road right outside the vault, there is an NPC super mutant dealer. That is a vendor. Like, just because he doesn't speak or have dialogue doesn't mean he's not an NPC. Yes. Um, and in fact, some of our more reactionary listeners would say that makes him more of an indeed. NPC. Um, yeah, and so there, and there, and it wasn't just that supervision. There were a bunch of, like, robots that would have rudimentary, rudimentary interfaces and, you know, that were mostly there to uh, do in-game economy shit, buy and sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So they finally relented and... Put out made, what, what's the new thing pack. called? Like the Wastelanders expansion. Wastelanders, thank you. Um, and now there's NPCs in it, and it appears the storyline is that like it's it's sort of diegetic. Like this place used to be empty. Like they refer to when it was empty. Like and they're, they seem to be referring to the period of time in the story where the NPC before the NPC pack was installed. Um, so they're trying to do Final Fantasy XIV again. They're trying to do the thing where it's like, oh, the bad game that everyone hated is yeah. in the past and a myth. And so, like, apparently all these people just showed up overnight. Like, huh. uh, like half a city's worth of people just, like, appeared overnight. Weird. Um, and it's some sort of... It's, Weird how that works. <laughs> as far as I've seen so far, because I've had conflicts about whether I should be discussing this game this closely without having played it. But I feel like, one, this is sort of a special case because of how much contempt Bethesda you obviously... You hold for this game? No, how much contempt Bethesda holds its players. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, fair I enough. I feel like it's it's morally... It would be worse morally for me to actually pay money for this, to review it, and give it a bad review and make fun of it, mm-hmm. than it would be to just, you know... Make fun of it. Make fun of or or, you know, not go into that level of depth... Because mm-hmm. either way, like even yeah, if your I, time's worth, I, I worth more than that. I occasionally get money from the site I write for Goonhammer uh, when I'm reviewing a, a current product, and not, you know, not something from my my Steam library that I've had for a couple years right. and I want to write about. Um, I get money from them to buy the thing, obviously, because it's a business expense. Um, I don't even feel comfortable expensing Fallout seventy six. I don't want anyone to give them money for that game. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Now, but what if you could expense, I don't know, Mitt Romney's company? <sighs> Would you expense Bain Capital? I don't want to, like, remind... See, if, if see if I let Mitt Romney know that Bethesda exists, or increase the possibility that you know, Bethesda exists, maybe I get my visceral feel-good of him tearing down, of, of Bain coming in with its stormtroopers and private equitying um, Bethesda Studios itself. But the knock-on effects of that are like every, all the other great studios under the ZeniMax umbrella. So well, they're go- yeah, they're going to do it to Oblivion. Yeah. They're going to do it. Yeah, it's it's just it's going to be everyone. Um, well, Obsidian's now over at um, 
Microsoft Game Studios. Oh, yeah, so. sorry. I, I came up with that example before you said under the ZeniMax umbrella. Yeah, I think yeah. Bain would just do it to any company they saw as yeah. vulnerable then. So, and, like, but, like, I, I like Arcane. I like uh, the guys who make the, who make Doom. Uh, it Studios is under that umbrella right now, I believe. Um, it is under Bethesda, yes. Uh, I like uh, the guys who made Rage 2, who I'm blanking on, and we'll be discussing uh-huh. later because they made Mad Max 2015. Okay. Um, you know, I, basically, I like every studio in that constellation a whole lot, except for Bethesda Studios themselves. I believe we even have listeners at some of those studios. Yes. And, like, I would never want them to lose their mm-hmm. jobs. Um, so, you know, I, I don't want the dread eye of, of private. capital to, and which, to fall upon them. Which is funny, because if you actually look at the board of directors for Bethesda or ZeniMax, uh, they've, already, they've already been talking to those people, let's say. Um, uh huh. Sure. Because they are all part. Yeah, of Yeah, it's a, this is yeah. It's it's a business, like we were saying before. Uh, you wanted to be taken seriously. You wanted to be a huge uh, part of, part of the economy. This is this is what it is. Um, right. Okay. But yeah. yeah so sure. so getting back to the 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 NPCs, all these people just came into town one night, um, and now they're like looking for vault treasure. <laughs> and I guess therefore it's thematically appropriate that. Um, when you die, they steal your shit, and you can't get it's back. It's thematically appropriate. I mean, it, it is, is a it is a truly bonkers de- it, decision. It is. Well, I mean, they've they've apparently confirmed it was not a decision. It was a bug. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was one hundred percent a bug. Uh, to explain what okay. happens is, um, some percentage of the time, when you die in proximity to an NPC character, um, it was either in your party or allied with you, I believe, um, while doing a story event usually, or, or whatever their equivalent of raids are. Uh, there is a very small window, but a window that is of no object for a, a you know a computer program to, op- to exploit. Uh, there's a small window where you have a corpse on the ground um, with, you know, that is able to be looted uh, before you respawn. Ah, gotcha. And what is happening is that the, the way these NPCs are programmed, i.e. shoddily, um, they will, uh, um, because the, because the way it works in general, and this is how it should work in general, is these NPCs will go around and upgrade their weapons. Uh, they're, they're not going to take your armor, really. They might take your armor, but they're not going to, like, take your crafting materials, because the only thing that these NPCs are here for is the guns, because that's what, right. they, that's how they interact with the world. Um, but some of the best stuff that you can work for in this game, and, like, the idea of working for something in this game is just, like, it's so tragic. Like, insulting? Insulting, um, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the, the things you worked for, the things you tried really hard to get are just gone. Yep. Gone forever. You can't even get well, them. Well, you know, it's even better slash worse than that because they're actually right there. They're right oh, there right, in the exactly. guy's yes, hands. Oh, right, exactly. Yes, yes, you can watch. You can watch the NPCs hold them but in front of But you can't kill the NPCs. The NPCs can only be knocked down because, obviously, uh, if you could kill and make lasting decisions in this world, then players might be able to make interesting choices. Uh, and more importantly, well, they'd have uh, yes, to I mean, they've basically, account for they've those. Basically, yeah, also, like, in the basic way an, NP- an MMO works, you can't, like, in an instance, you can't, like, kill an NPC yeah. if the NPC I mean, actually makes provides, sense. like, a valuable thing for other people. Like, it just it, it truly could not work. Uh, we're, we're far past the point in game dev history where the Morrowind... Uh, reload or persist in the Doom world you have created uh, option mm-hmm. really exists. Um, yes. Especially in these games where everyone is playing in a shared world. Um, 
Yeah, because I mean, there's only so much you can do. It's yeah. like it's like when you uh, if you ever watched old. I mean, you, I'm sure you have, John. But um, if anyone in the audience has ever listened, ever watched like old cartoons, I've never seen um, a cartoon in my life. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> eagle-eyed listeners of the show will know this it's, is a lie. It's called Japanimation. <laughs> but the um, like, uh, if you look at old shows, right? Um, this particularly old shows. The anything that is animated to move will be um, animated in a diff- in a slightly different color from anything else. Yep. So, like, if they're like, "What's behind this door?" You know that they'll open the door or not open the door based on if the door is a slightly different color of gray. Yep. Um, and it's like that. It's like that in these games too, where it's like, "Okay, I'm, I, I can figure out if uh, if if this NPC is actually going to die in this." Are they actually a serious NPC that I have to like see later in the game? Yes, they are. Then no. If they're, no. If, if they're, are they in quests that are ongoing and like optional quests from other patches? Yes. Then no, they will not die. They might go to sleep or like be otherwise like inconvenienced, but they won't die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, like it, it's it's doing that, but then also <laughs> showing you that you know your inability to kill them is actually. Uh, just their their profit. Yep, it's, it's awful. Anyway, they uh, they say they're trying to fix this, uh, given their track record on fixing things before. I'm yeah, I'm, skeptical. I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath. Um, but yeah, don't play that game. That's our uh, our weekly <laughs> installment of the don't play that game for Fallout seventy six. Um, may they finally shut down that live service and we can put that to rest. Um, it but uh, how much how much longer do you think that goes before they finally like realize it's sunk cost because this is this was the reboot this was the final fantasy uh, 14 this was the boy. attempt to you know remake this game into something that could be successful uh, i mean it's gonna be a while i think two I, years like, I, and, uh, yeah two years, years until free to play. play two years to be until free to play and then uh, probably three or four years of uh, free to play until they just shut down the servers. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, if you make a if you make a new patch where it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to do I'm going to do a thing where all of a sudden, um, you know, there's new content and people can get excited about this game again. Then you, on some level, assume that people are going to be excited about this game. Like you, on some level, are like, you know what? We can we can put we can figure this out. We can we can solve this problem. And if they're thinking that, then they've put a lot of money into thinking that. Yeah. Um, what a depressive fucking topic. That yeah, is. Fallout, Fallout 76 sucks. Um, um, it's a drag. It's a real drag. Don't don't buy it. Yeah. Um, hopefully, luckily they already have a successful um, Elder Scrolls MMO product that uh, yeah. was made before whatever people making the decisions for this product got in charge. Uh, yes, I never got super. Yeah. I never got super excited about uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I bought it and tried it for a little bit. It, it never really did much for me, but it's it seems good. I think like, yeah, it seems fun. Well, everything I've heard about ESO is that it is baseline. It was started out as baseline competent for its time, and it improved over time, and it has a reliable infrastructure and performance. And that is yeah, so far beyond anything that Fallout 76 is doing that, uh, honestly, it kind of seems boring in comparison. I mean, we're not talking yeah, about yeah. ESO on this podcast. Uh, once no, because it's, it's, just, it's a game that, that plugs on and on and on. Yeah. Like, it's, that's what it is. And that's, that's what an MMO should be. 
<laughs> it doesn't have to be anything special. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, that that's damning wrong, damning praise yeah. for that genre right there. I mean, it's know. not. It's <laughs> what I mean is, it doesn't have to be anything like. It doesn't have to reinvent the genre. It basically yeah. has to create a world, and this is where it's hard. But it has to create a world where the players feel like they're. Um, the players feel like um, uh, uh, they're invested in the world and they are part of the world and they are excited to be part of it and uh, want to stay. And I mean, that's like, you know, that's it. You know, that's that's like, that's what you have to do. You don't have to be like, ooh, the cool thing about this MMO is there's no NPCs. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, like, why why reinvent the wheel when that is not the point of the genre? Like, reinvent the wheel in other ways, but like, leave the basic bits there that people come back for, which is community, a compelling world, and some sort of sense of continuity. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the lessons they're going to take away from this in the C-suite were are going to be, well, we weren't as successful as extracting those rents as we wanted to be this time. Try it again yeah. next series. <laughs> I mean, for sure. You're, you're 100% right. Um, all right. Anything else? Yeah. We actually have some decent news um, since Ooh. we spent like 30 minutes shitting on two games that eminently deserved it. Um, the uh, it's, it's been leaked slash released. Uh, you know, the, uh, the way news gets out there these days is kind of weird since we don't... Quote-unquote leaks. Yeah, it's a lot of controlled leaks followed by press releases since we can't, like, really do these uh, press conferences anymore. Yeah, there's not any junkets going on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the Horizon Dawn sequel... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. That was the uh, uh, yes. PS4 exclusive Sony game that uh, pioneered. It was uh, it was in dev from the beginning of the PS4 cycle, I believe. Uh, and the idea with it was to develop a proprietary engine for Sony games to use, uh, like mm-hmm. first party games uh, or exclusive games that are contracted with the studio uh, to use. Uh, I believe that's that engine um, formed the basis of Death Stranding. Um, yes, as, I, as I'm to understand, it did, which would explain why there are so many uh, uh, Horizon NPCs in Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, I, and I want to say that's the studio that did Horizon Zero Dawn, which uh, I'm blanking on. So Kojima Studios. Yeah, uh, Gorilla. Gorilla Studios, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Gorilla provided significant logistical support to uh, Kojima Studios on, on Death Stranding. Um, it was a fantastic game. It was... Uh, it, uh, when was that? 2016. That sounds right. It was. It, it was like it was like the year before. Um, no, it was 2017. That's when it was. That monster year. That's a good year for video games. It was games. a fantastic year for video. Yeah, yeah. That was 2017 because it was. It was like outside most people's top fives, and you know <laughs> that was both legitimate and also not representative of how good that game was. I still think Horizon sure, yeah. was one of the best games of that year. Uh, it was in my top five. It wasn't my game of the year. My game of the year was Prey. I've talked about mm-hmm. Prey before. Prey I, was I from recall. Arcane Studios, um, who we must save from Bane Capital. You're you're a big-time Prey head. I am. Uh, it is fantastic. Anyway, um, so Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, it's coming out. Uh, it's the sequel is going to be called something. So the name of that game is actually like Horizon, Horizon Colon Zero Dawn. Like Zero Dawn is a proper noun from the game itself. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm assuming whatever sequel happens will be Horizon something something. It'll be like, um, is it? It won't be like that Branson Ryan, Reese comic. Yeah, with, like the Branson Reese comic, <laughs> One Fear. No. One Dawn. It's not going to yeah. be that? Uh, I doubt it. It would be funny if it was. Um, but that was, it was a great, it was an open world game that actually did something different with his combat because it was, mm-hmm. now what it did with his combat was arguably too easy. Uh, that game was, was, once you got a rhythm in that game, uh, it was all about stealth kills okay. and hunting. Uh, you were a hunter, and you were hunting, like, mechanical animals, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, Isn't that the name of some sort of... Uh, mechanicals, um, yes. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was sort of like this this proto-Western monster hunter on one hand, um, like the monster in a franchise on one hand, and mm-hmm. on the other mm-hmm. hand, it was like an op- one of those open-world Ubisoft-type games, because there was, if I recall correctly, there was a lot of, you know, like, you know, side-questing and location control and stuff like that. Okay, sure, yeah. Um, and it had a great story, fantastic story. Alloy, Aloy, was a uh, was a great character. Uh, it'll be great to see her back. Um, this game is now going to be... Oh, didn't you see her back in the hit game Death Stranding? I did not. I have not, I, I am uh, waiting, I am waiting until uh, Death Stranding comes out on PC. Well, then you can certainly mod it to have her as Sam, I suppose. But the um, the the basic thing that she was was a hologram that showed up outside of people's uh, shelters sometimes. Nice. Oh, yeah, there yeah, are so many actually, weird hologram, nice like, Easter eggs in that, weren't there? The, yeah, a lot. And, and, like, Easter eggs is a nice way of putting it. Um, they were basic. I mean, basically, Could they were. friends. <laughs> Yeah, and like you could just, you could just, I mean, you could just get them. Yeah, like it wasn't, it wasn't hard to find them or anything. You could just, uh, you could just make them happen. Yeah, um, I actually need to. In any case, yeah, I actually need to do another playthrough of HCD uh, mm-hmm. because I never, like, its DLC came out really quickly. It was like it was like a February release, and then they released the massive, like, integrated into Act Two of the game story DLC. In oh, wow. like September or November, and that was you <laughs> know for a game that I played pretty much every day from March to late May, early June, something like that. Maybe not every day, I, you know. But there was a lot of stuff happening that year. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That was just too close together for me to want to go back and play the whole thing again. Um, yeah, it totally makes sense. So, good news is HCD is coming to PC. As you'd expect from setting up something like this, obviously, if the big sequel is going to be the la- the um, launch title for the PS5, which it's going to be, um, then you want to build brand interest in the story by making it so as many people pl- as possible can play the previous game. Uh, well, and because, of course, it's going to be exclusive to PS5. Yep. They've announced that as well. Yep. They, it, originally, they were, it was going to be one of those tweener titles that was going to be PS4 and PS5. Uh, but it looks like whatever changes have had to be made uh, they've to release schedules and everything have decided to get them to push. Yeah, something just... has changed, and I believe it's changed hands, if you uh, know what I mean. No. I, I, I bet it's very profitable for both. Oh, products. yeah, yeah, money, money. Yeah, We're talking about yeah, money. Money, money. Um, I was like, wait, they, did they take the gorilla off the game um no yeah yeah no <laughs> you went too deep on that yeah. one <laughs> no the uh yeah so uh, it's it's gonna be ps5 only and they're massively expanding its scope apparently there's been talk that they want to do some co-op stuff which would be interesting, interesting. there's there's also uh, this was with with uh, when it, back when it was a tweener title there was talk about um there being like a prequel game 
like a little pre- prequel game um, hmm. that would let, let you to upload a save file into the proper release of HCD2. Oh, fun. Which I'm not sure, you know, my, my previous... Um, experiences with games like that were the uh the they did that in the what div and elder scrolls yeah i was i'm thinking of the the uh dragon age inquisition prequel game made by Mm -hmm. the fallen london people um where it was just one of those games one of those browser based it was browser based and it was a card game basically it was one of those choose your own adventure type things where you build resources Uh Um, and you were in like Fallen One. It's a fun game. Yeah, yeah, it, and for it was for one. It was fun for what it was, uh, but it was a browser game, and yeah. like all choices that you uh, imp- that you imported into Dragon Age Inquisition, outside of like three or four love interest choices, uh, it, it was matter. completely meaningless. Uh, the the, okay, the cool. meaninglessness of the choices in the Dragon Age keep remains hilarious to this day. Like you, I spent literal hours setting up these cus- these perfect custom profiles of like all the ways I either did or wanted to have played a Dragon Age uh, Origins and Dragon Age Two playthrough, like with mm-hmm. all the various love interest choices and side quest choices, and I you know I had played through the games recently, so I knew what each of those was, and if I didn't know exactly what something was, I'd look it up on the Wikipedia. You know, I'm talking. I spent afternoons on this shit, and it yeah. just did not fucking matter. It was. It, oh, they really owed yeah, you. Yeah, it was. That's rough. It was bad. Um, see, the thing was like pre- my previous experience with that sort of imports input import stuff though was the Mass Effect series. I've talked a lot of shit mm. about Mass Effect 3, but one thing I do respect about that game is it really did track all the shit you did in Mass Effect 1 and 2. And even if it only all it could do was send you an email about it uh, mm-hmm. to your private terminal, the Shepard's terminal, it did that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't looking for much. Maybe just head down to the mailroom, get some scrolls that mentioned, you know, what I was doing with the Dale shelves and uh, Dragon Age Origins, but no. Um, thankfully, Dragon Age Inquisition was a fantastic game, um, whose sequel we may never see, thanks to Bioware. We've talked about that on this very show. We have. Um, anyway, much less dysfunctional franchise, the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise, uh, but the existence of that co-op game is now sort of up in the air, especially now that um, everyone's working from home. Uh, yeah, well. I, I'm still... We're going to figure out how many... like Because the general assumption is that working from home is going to decrease productivity on these. So, mm-hmm. it's, so we're going to get some core foundational tenets of Taylorism tested here. Big, big T's in those sentences. Um... Where, you know, the idea that just because a office manager isn't walking around, you know, with a ruler to slap you with if you're listening to a podcast while working, um, that, you know, you're going to lose X and Y productivity. It may be true only in the sense that crunch is so brutally abusive that uh, it may actually be impossible to administer from afar. Um, I would assume that's right. You need – you need – Buy-in, basically, yeah. and the buy-in is you need a bunch of people who are willing to bully their 
uh, their coworkers into submission. But, you know, and maybe they've still got that. I mean, it's not like that ideology hasn't perniciously reproduced in the industry. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be harder for the people in which it has reproduced to transmit now, perhaps. Um, but we'll see. That said, it, uh, maybe a, a delay is in order, but if you if you want to do that game, that game can be done. Uh, it's probably right. not going to be yeah. a huge title anyway. These transition titles never are. Um, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 5 itself now sounds like a wildly ambitious project. Um but you know, good, good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I will fun. buy that game on release. I will probably, you know, sigh and face to bloodshed and get a PS5 near launch. Uh, those things, I, I, I'm worried those things are gonna run seven hundred dollars on launch. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, so we'll see. It's gonna be fun to come up with the money <laughs> yeah, to buy that. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> um. Let me think. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to add about yeah. that. Um, let's go to our games. Yeah. Uh, so, so what have you been playing, I, John? You said you had I have two, two games. games. So, um, as I briefly mentioned earlier, uh, I, I um, the video games review. I, I think technically I'm the review editor at Goonhammer.com, which is okay. funny because I'm the only <laughs> the only video game guy there. Um, <laughs> so yeah, sure, I'm the editor. Um, but yeah, I, I review nice. games there weekly. For um, for Goonhammer, uh, this week I'm doing Mad Max 2015, um, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, as being done by the people who did uh, Rage 2 recently out of Bethesda, uh, Avalanche Studios. Um, uh huh. Their previous game was this. Well, their their previous big open world game was this, um, and it, it's a lot alike in, in a number of ways. It's a Direct sequel to Mad Max Fury Road, um, to this extent. Wait, Mad Max. Mad Max 2015 yeah, is yeah. not 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 Rage Two. Okay. Uh, not Mad Rage Max 2015 yeah. is a direct sequel to Fury Road. Like this is the place he goes directly after leaving um, Furiosa's uh, yeah. Water Paradise. Uh, to the extent that um, the bad guy you run into in the um, opening cutscene of the game. A guy named uh, Scabrous Scrotus. Um, <laughs> yeah. It nice. is basically, you remember how uh, they mentioned Bullet Farm and um, something in Gastown? You remember Gastown? Yes. That, Gastown was where Furiosa was going at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the movie, and we never got there. We never got to see Gastown. Well, right. Scrotus is the guy who runs Gastown. We've just, okay. we've driven over to where Gastown is now. Um it really, they just and they just nailed this game. Now, doesn't look like much because it's a Mad Max game. I mean, it, it's a beautiful looking game, uh, for, especially for 2015. The lighting's fantastic, and the lighting has to be fantastic because these this is some wasteland ass wasteland. Um, you uh-huh. know, you could get some really great uh, cinematic visuals out of the contrast of the greens in certain areas of. Fury Road with uh, all the dust and also like the lightning storms and the fire and all that. You can't really like put half the game in a sandstorm though. <laughs> you can't put yeah. half the game in like in the in the flat pits or whatever because you have to be able to play it. You have to be out on that road. You have to be out in that dirt. Um, so we, they had to do a lot with lighting and shadows to make that look good. Um, 
the writing is on point. Like this is just okay. a uh, if you liked the the way the patter that Fury Road had with you know the way the weird anachronistic way that half those characters talked, especially the War Boys. That's all over this game. Um, it's combat is basically a Batman game, one of the Arkham Batman games, um, mm-hmm. which feels weird at first because you have a gun, but it's not a shooter. So the gun is this uh, unwieldy like finisher, basically. Uh, where you have to okay. spend time, you know, pressing a button to draw it. You know, have to aim it and shoot it, and it's basically a you know a deletion key for one enemy in the fight. Uh, but this is not like you know you're not going to be running around you know bang bang flick flick reload bang bang that sort of thing. No, um, you know you'll you'll have like maybe three shotgun shells on you at once mm-hmm. for a lot of the game. Um, Man, most of the time you're beating people to death with your fists, and. It, 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 you know how much it makes so much more sense and feels so much better to be doing that as the Mad Max character than as Batman? Because, like, yeah, okay, one, sense. they're yeah. able to admit yeah, yeah, that sure. he's killing people. Like, because uh-huh. Batman, the whole, like, it, the, those games are like a, a fascist fever dream. But uh, central to them, after the, the idea that, you know, that Gotham City is just constantly spawning ads that are doing steroids... Um, is the concept that, like, he can do this, like, neckbreaker DDT onto the concrete, and the guy's just, you yeah. know, got, like, birdies around his yeah, head. like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you turn on the Batman vision, you look at him, and it's like, oh, he is just unconscious, reads the, reads the readout. <laughs> I love the Batman vision. It's like an entire— It only shows that they're dead if someone else has, has killed it's them. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Um, which was funny in the original, because, like, you'd leave guys alive— but they they'd look dead because it's like it was not profitable to or, or necessary to like program in them breathing or rolling around or anything because why would right. you? Because um, even the live the alive guys are just going to be laying there, uh, and you, you leave an area and you come back through and you like, look at them on the bat sensor again and oh now they're dead they look exactly like they did when they were alive. Um, <laughs> Joker, um, Joker did it. Joker did yeah. it. So yeah, the um, it's got it's it's got an upgrade tree for my, uh, for uh, Max a lot like the Batman uh, games had where you know you expand your uh, repertoire of counters and how your parry windows work and your timings and all of that. But the real interesting thing in that game is the cars. Um, you, mm. you, you can obviously you can steal whatever road warrior buggies you find out in the environment. And they provide some limited form of camouflage, such as if you are in a faction's car, they generally will not attack you unless you attack them. Um, however, you also have your own car, Max's car. Uh, you lose the black-on-black like muscle car cool thing from uh, Fury Road in the opening cutscene. You know, like much like you did, like Max did in Fury Road. Um, but yes. <laughs> this time, you don't get it back. Uh, this time okay. you have to you have to go build your own car. And you you get a dog along the way, which is funny. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, and you, you you get this little hunchback guy who's your mechanic, um, who like he and he basically he's like a crazy monk, like you know mm-hmm. it, he's more or less a forty k character transposed into okay. um, the Mad Max universe. He's you know talking about machine spirits, and he he's basically a tech priest. Um, who, Fun. you know, talks about machines like they're spiritual things, uh, which is cool. Uh, that works a lot better here than it does, at least for me, in, in the 40K universe. 
Um, <laughs> right. And this, and like, no one played this game. This was a fantastic open world game. Nobody, uh, no one played it at the time. It, it came and it went without a whisper. Want to guess why? Uh, hmm. It was not particularly well advertised? No, well, it wasn't, but there's a specific reason for that. Released October 1st, 2015. You know what else came out that day? Metal no. Gear Solid Five. Ooh. Same rough. day as MGS5, which is also an open-world game about running around a desert. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what was six weeks later? Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So even pushing oh, the game no. six weeks which was already probably not something that was great for their financials on the timetable, just meant running into that year's Assassin's Creed. Now, it wasn't oh, a particularly sucks. good Assassin's Creed, but it was a particularly popular. But it was popular. this year's, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna, some people are going to play yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> it was... On. That's a drag. I, I have that on Steam. I got it, it in For five sale. bucks. I, I, I remember it, when I bought yeah. it, it was $5. Um, it is... It, to sum up the way that the market did that game dirty there is a dlc option on the menu on the on the starting menu mm-hmm. it goes nowhere there you, oh. you, you click on the dlc it opens up there's nothing in there apparently there were uh like a couple day one cosmetic things for pre-orders um that just uh-huh. eventually got quietly folded into the full steam release uh because oh man yeah they just you know they were never going to sell them um, and any, there was no DLC for that game at all, um, which it sucks because this is easily the most fun I've had with an open world game uh, in a while. Um, okay. Nice. So the other game I've been playing, and this wasn't supposed to be, like, I didn't bring this to, knowingly bring this to the table until now, uh, but XCOM Chimera Squad dropped last night at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. This is... A weird, weird game. When was this game announced? I'm going to look this up. It was, it was like, announced, like, la- like, three weeks ago. It was announced the fucking March 14th of this year is the Venture Beat article. Um, Man. I mean, that, that's, and, you know, like, and I'm seeing all Forbes... Put out there. Oh, here this here this game is coming on April fourteenth this month. Like you know, ten days ago. <laughs> yeah, like it, weird. Um, Euro like. So this is yeah. This is from. It's like a main. I mean, it's a main Xbox XCOM. Game. Yes, yes, and no. I mean, this is from fourteenth April twenty twenty. XCOM two is getting a standalone follow up Chimera Squad, which is due to launch via Steam on twenty fourth April. You can pre-order it now for $10, a 50% discount, which will be valid until May 1st. Wow. Those two are... a game, huh? An announcement a month or so before the game releases and a launch sale of 50% off. What does that say to you about this game's quality? It's not very good. It sounds like mobile trash. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they have a mobile game that they realize they're not going to be able to move because of COVID. Um, and that they're right. just they're cutting their losses and they're just dumping that shit. Chimera Squad might be the best XCOM game. It's huh. certainly better than two was at launch. It's better than I remember one being at launch. Um, wow! It is. It's a twenty gigabyte install. It's not a phone game. Um, oh, jeez, no, no, not at it, all. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, the, a single player playthrough 
probably gets you 30 hours of content. Um, oh. Wow. It's, so the, the conceit of the game is that X, you won XCOM 2, uh, so now you're having to win the piece. So game takes place five years later. You're part of an elite uh, SWAT team uh, in this fictional City 31 where you know humans and aliens are now living side by side. Um, oh, good. And obviously there are forces at work trying to fuck with that. And you are, you know, the team of, of individuals. And these are all named characters now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, no create, like, it's creation. not, there's no character pool. There's no procedural generation. You're playing with basically like Overwatch hero versions of these XCOM characters. Okay. So basically I'm running around all with right. a sectoid, um, you know, who basically is sort of like Morden Solis from Mass Effect 2. Um, Fun. I'm running around with a uh, a medic who is just you know basically the engineer class. She's got a gremlin. She's got med kits, that sort of stuff. I've got an assault class um, lady with a shotgun. There's a muton guy whose whole thing is that he runs around with a shotgun, and you know he has a berserk mechanic. Uh, there is like an MMA uh, hybrid lady, like you know the skirmishers from two. Um, well, yeah. what if one of the skirmishers, the Advent hybrids, had all the Templars mechanics, and they're flavored <laughs> as her just being like an MMA combat junkie instead of like a sci-fi? Oh, it's fantastically fun. So the way it works is, you know, it might actually have more combat in it than XCOM, uh, a basic XCOM 2 vanilla campaign. And the reason I say that wow. is they've removed, like, someone, the, 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 the Fractus B team came to the realization that you don't have to do this shit with the pods where you're creeping around the map trying to find the enemy, you know, positioning yourself. Yeah, isn't that the part everyone hates yes. the most? Uh, especially because the rules are, like, basically Calvin Ball. Line of sight has always been kind of <laughs> bugged. Um, and even when it's not bugged, it's in the game's best interests to have it be unfair. Because if it's yeah, fair, then you win every time. Uh, that's just sort of how guns work. <laughs> like, the, the, the way guns work, <laughs> even in real life, is the person who sh shoots first wins. Um, and that's not really conducive to great strategic gameplay. Uh, I've heard from people on Twitter that when the left has guns, the left wins. Yeah. Um, um, I'm confused. You just gave me a different version. No, I think I just might have intimated the left needs to shoot. For anyway. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, parody. parody, satire, <laughs> terms and conditions. Uh, the uh, So the, what they do is instead of any of the stealth shit, you are a SWAT team. What do SWAT teams do? They roll up on places where they know bad guys are or people they with guns are. Uh, you're playing cops in this game. There's no way around it. It's goofy enough that uh, the fact that you're basically doing the move bombing every, you know, six or seven things, and you're throwing fucking, like, <laughs> built, like floor-clearing explosives around civilians, uh, it's, it's enough of a stupid Saturday morning cartoon that you can get past that. Um, but you're playing cops uh, who are, you know, have no concern for human life. Um, right, or alien sure. life. Um, so, you know, if that's a concern... Uh, they, they don't they, don't yeah, play it, yeah. Like, <laughs> not, not for you. I, I feel like there's a lot of serious stories that could be done about aliens and humans trying to get along in a situation like this. That like uh, District 9, what was the name of that movie? District, yeah, 9, District 9. They sort... That was a, that was a yeah, decent th that, movie. That's a more serious treatment of this sort of idea. This is a Saturday morning cartoon. Um... 
so basically what you do is you, you when, when these situations happen, the SWAT team rolls up, they set, they line up outside the doors, they breach, and, you know, they enter a gunfight or whatever. Uh, usually in, in real life, that's not really ha- – in real life, there aren't a lot of, like, fun tactical decisions to be made there. It's just overwhelming force and explosions. But here, you've got yeah. two stages. <laughs> you've got the breach and you've got the combat encounter. You don't have the setup, the planning, the, uh, you know, the moving around, the trying to lure guys into an Overwatch trap. It's just all the cool shit from XCOM. Um, and you're playing with these characters who have been balanced so the cool shit is facing forwards. Like, um, nice. timers and cooldowns are a lot less onerous in these games. Um, like, gr- Just yeah. get that fun. Grenades are now free actions instead of taking parts of your turn, which means you can now throw oh, grenades nice. and then do other stuff. Um, you have... <laughs> you now have... In the XCOM 2 modding, they would eventually add in, like, um, the ability... Modders would add in the ability for you to, like, hit people with your weapons. Like, you know, rifle butt somebody. And the way that the mod I used implemented it was it was a 100% to hit attack that just did 2 to 3 damage. So basically, you were never going to be able to cheese somebody with it. But if, you know, you got a guy to, like, one hit point, you could just run up and smack him. And that would be it. Oh, man. That is a major mechanic in this game now. It's called Subdue. Um, And what happens is you get rewards in the form of extra intelligence if you take uh, your enemies alive, if you arrest them, as opposed to kill them. That's great. So, you know, that's very notable and laudable. Um, In theory, in practice, what it... (laughs) What it ends up doing is you're, one of your guys takes a rifle and shoots a guy in the kneecap, and the other three members of your squad walk him to beat him with rifle butts until he falls unconscious. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a, it's sort of a, a nice representation of uh, what it means to <laughs> what it means to like have a quote unquote um, kind. Yeah, of a, less you're less than lethal options. Um, yeah, it's just oh, well, they won't shoot you. But uh, they're definitely going to uh, make you hurt. Yeah, like uh, like we were discussing before with the uh, non-lethal Batman combat, same animations, uh, you know, as when you trank <laughs> somebody and when you knock Incredible. somebody out and when you, like, kill them. Um, no, so that, but you've got, like, so longer missions will have these um, three encounter segments. And sometimes you'll get abilities that can be used once per mission. Most of the times you'll have abilities that can be used once per encounter. And obviously your wounds and stuff carry over. But there's a lot less re- like there's a lot less of that bad shit. Reloading, you don't have to worry about as much anymore. You still have ammo and you will need to reload if your encounter takes too long. But most of the time you'll be reloading between encounters automatically. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Lots of powers, lots of great new enemy types. Um um, lots of like you, lots of uh, new civilians, new fashion choices. Um, there, no, all right. So yeah. it may not come as a surprise. It, apparently, it came as a surprise as a surprise to Josh Solomon, uh, the guy who uh, Jake Solomon, the director of um, the previous two XCOM Fraxis titles. But uh, people have weird sex things about these creatures. Uh, yeah. No. One hundred percent. What, they, what? How? How? Is I don't know. That he, not, I, how did that not? I assume cross his he, mind? he he works a lot and doesn't spend too much time online. 
Uh, but yes, you do get a sexy voice female viper cop in your uh, team who will constrict you. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Um, and you know, there's this, like ads of a sexy viper lady dressed up. It's funny because like they wear pants now sometimes, and what uh, what a viper a, a viper pants How? is? It's like it's like a single like body sleeve on their lower body. Yeah, that I I don't. That makes no uh, sense to me. I guess maybe I am a little like Josh Solomon in the end. I haven't thought about biking. Um, yeah. Um, so your sectoid guy doesn't wear shoes. Feet. You got them feet. Ah, um, good. Very nice. Your your Utah guy kind of looks like Homer Simpson. Like you know he's got that Simpson face, or like the, the uh-huh. that 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 stubble circle thing that Homer has. Uh huh. Yeah. He's got no, that. I know what you mean. The G and the MG yeah. on uh, Homer. Um. The writing is, like I, I said, Saturday Morty cartoons a couple times because what I really was saying is it's there. <laughs> like uh, uh-huh. you've got a bunch, like a bunch of these guys are like quippy, quippy, you know, fun Tumblr characters, or whatever, whatever mode you want to use to describe that writing, where pe- Marvel Universe writing, let's call it, um, where okay. people are making jokes they know are bad. And the fact that they know they're bad is supposed to excuse them. But oh yeah, like uh, the, the 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 one that I remember is from the Rise of Skywalker when the the trailer just had uh, yeah yes um, they the fly now saying, yeah. they yeah, can they fly now it's yeah. so, there I, there's nothing that bad so far in this but there okay. are well, that's impressive certain levels of that sort of background radiation in this uh, but there there should be a lot of unique voice lines and character because there's about 12 characters you can use. It might be uh-huh. 10, 8 to 10, something like that. I think it's it's 10 to 12. And are they all so sexy? I mean, I can't speak for the aliens. They're not my kind or my type. Um, but yes, um, there are some undercuts. Excellent. Very um, important. And, you know, and they've all got their own loadouts. Like there's no, there's a lot of remixed classes in there. Like, obviously, like, you know, uh-huh. the muton racial abilities of, you know, getting angry and hitting people with your hands are part of the muton character. But he also has, you know, uh, like shotgun stuff and XCOM specific stuff. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I think generally speak, like, you, you get these, there's these 10 to 12 characters, and uh, you can choose four of them to start with, and more start joining the team as the game progresses. Uh, so you do have a situation where you won't actually see every XCOM operative it's possible to play on each playthrough, I'm pretty sure. I haven't beaten it yet. Mm-hmm. You might get them all by the end. Um, but there, there's a, there's a wide variety of, of characters and play styles in there. Um, and nice. I feel like those are the easiest thing to DLC, too. You can just keep... You can churn those guys out if you wanted to and just keep plugging them in. Because no... Because they've removed the thing where the mission... There's no more permadeath for these characters. Obviously, they're named characters. Hmm. Um, what this means is that you have to beat the mission. <laughs> you can't like you can't squad wipe, but you also can't like just sacrifice a guy to win. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay. You, yeah. Like, that makes so sense. it's it's sort of a double edged sword. Yes, you'll you can't you know um, have that have those great stories where a guy you know dies in the arms of his comrades as you get that objective done. 
Like you didn't, you couldn't the first two XCOM games, but also you can't just like cheese it by sending that guy out there to die while everyone else re- waits near the entrance <laughs> to extract. Um, Fair enough, yeah. And one of those was a bigger gameplay challenge than the other. Um, reinforcements are for real now. Like you used to be able to cheese reinforcements, and it felt like they didn't want to be too mean to the players. Those gloves are off. You need to get uh-huh. in. You need to do your objective. You need to run, which is sort of weird considering you're supposed to be the cops. <laughs> like you're supposed to be in control of the I mean, city. Honestly, the yeah. idea that you know there can just be infinite e- enemy reinforcements in your urban center—it just shows. It just shows the necessity, necessity of the of violence, the police, yeah. John. Yeah, they, come on. Um, yeah. Where you been? But, yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm having a really good time with it. It's ten dollars on Steam till May first. Um, I'm <laughs> hoping like that the next XCOM game, and I'm sure XCOM three is coming. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a hugely successful franchise. Why yeah, I, I hope it takes some pointers from this. I, I don't think that it should, it should just be this all over again. I think that this has its place. Um, and that, you know, the, the full release of XCOM 3 can have, you know, the bits where you fuck around for 40 minutes setting up the perfect ambush and then kill all the guys in one, in one turn. Uh, I think that still has its place in XCOM. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, fun yeah. is fun. And, like, XCOM has, like, a, a very clear sense of, you know, w- I don't know what it's doing with the yeah. fun, right? Like, uh, but it's cool that they're experimenting with a game where it's like, you know what? We're just gonna, we're just gonna try, like, a much more straightforward game where you can't screw yep. around as much. Um, yeah, That's so cool. what are you playing? Uh, so I have two as well. Um, I mean, I also, I am two, uh, I'm to uh finally to Shadow Shadowbringers uh in um in Final Fantasy 14. I I just got there. I haven't started the the thing yet, but uh really good, really good lead up. Looking forward to that a lot. Um very excited to play it and and subsequently write on it. It is uh it's still the best Final Fantasy. Um I don't think my uh ec- expectations of that will change after I play what is the best uh of it so mm-hmm. far. So I'm looking forward to talking more about that. But uh, the two games that I played that are not that are um, I played two. Uh, I guess indie games is one way to say it, but I, I don't know if that's really right. Um, the one was called We Went Back, which uh, I played because it showed up on my Steam queue and it mm-hmm. was free. Um, it's it's still free. It's a free game. Uh, it is very much a free game in the sense that it runs fine. Uh, it is not optimized particularly well, and uh, the story is kind of fun and uh, like one part fun and one part yeah. incoherent. But effect- effectively, you're running in a in a kind of loop, uh, a sort of like um, strange time loop in a in a in an abandoned uh, space station. I think on Mars or the Moon. It's not clear, um, but you know it has some jump scares. It has some fun ideas. It has some like you know. Fairly simple puzzles. Um, it also, I mean, let's be clear, it also has some uh, game-breaking nice. bugs. But, you know, <laughs> you take the good with the bad. Um, so, I don't know. It's a free game. I was very surprised to see how much the <laughs> how much the uh, the lore of, hey, this game is free, does for um, <laughs> games like that on the Steam Store. Where, like, all of a sudden, if you say anything like, hey, I don't really like the game-breaking bugs. Well, well how'd you game, much you like, pay? Oh, how much you pay? Which expect it's yeah. free. Like, yeah, yeah, come on. It's a free game. Um, 
but you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's fine. It's fun. Um, it, you know, play it if you have an hour or whatever. It's very short. Uh, kind of does horror in an interesting way, but I wouldn't say it's like particularly incredible or anything like that. The other game I played actually is another horror game, um, but it's much better. Uh, it's called. Oh, I, was, I was literally I just thinking about. It or not. Well, we should talk about that on this show. Yeah, it's a really good game. Um, so it's it's a. Uh, I've I've heard it called a one D game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like. Uh, basically it's like, it's like if you've ever, if you're as old as me and you've played games like, um, on, on very old computers, like Apple IIe's or older, um, not older, but around that era anyway, like the, the look of those games where it's like, most of them were pictures most uh, for the most part, because they couldn't handle like more it's very specific graphics. UI. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll, rem- it'll absolutely remind you of. It'll remind you of a game if you, um, <laughs> you know, if you uh, uh, lived in that era and played games like I can't even it's, think of games uh, like one of the like later games. Oregon trails. I want to say like maybe like the, the original Amazon yeah. trail. Remember Amazon trail? The follow up to Oregon. I, I trail? do. Um, I want to say yes. it, it doesn't. <laughs> that thing that definitely happened. Yeah. The Amazon um, trail. It wasn't quite like a 2E game. It was more advanced than that, but it was, you know, sp- certainly that here are a bunch of panes with information on them, mainly so that we can spend most of our screen real estate on texts and not on this art. Yeah. Yeah, it's – but, like, I mean, like, it. it's a – World of Horror does not uh, take away from the art at all. It's really fun. It's – um. It is a horror game that is based primarily on decisions you make, so it's like a text-based RPG. Uh, but it's not easy, and um, the the art and uh, storytelling in it is very Junji Ito-inspired. Uh, if you don't know Ito, um, probably the best version you can think of is... Um, uh, um, best version to think of is uh, uh, Amigara Fault. Amigara Fault made for me. Yeah, the hold made for me probably. I have at some point. I have Ito uh, muted on Twitter because, as much as I respect and love his work, I do not need him randomly appearing in my feed with when I'm not ready for it. Yeah, you got to be ready for it. That's for sure. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, but like World of Horror is very cool. It is, um, it's very much Ito inspired. But what I like about it a lot is that it is not. It doesn't do the thing where like all of a sudden it's like oh like you know this basically is a Junji Ito story. Like we're doing a Junji Ito story, but like hip or something like that. It just takes the spirit of it. And then it's like, Hey, look, like we're going to, we're going to have fun with this. We're going to do something a little different. Um, it takes place in like the early eighties. You're exploring this town that's gone, you know, basically like old gods have come there, but you don't get it's, it's Lovecraft without the racism. Cause it's not actually Lovecraft. It's just some old gods that are hanging out. Um, it's great. Like it's fun. It's uh it, it seems like I, I, I can imagine it would seem like um, inaccessible to a lot of people because of the 1D mm. description, but it is not. It's it's extremely accessible. You'll figure out how to play it pretty quickly. It has a nice tutorial. Um, the stuff is genuinely un- unsettling in a fun and interesting way. There's a lot of body harm. Yeah, so that's, the, like that's that, the Junji uh, I would avoid thing it. is the body harm. Yeah, there's the, there's like so like the one the one that just happened to me was uh, there was a guy who had a, a scar in his face that he kept scratching, um, and then later on in the in the in that plot arc, 
you um it's all uh you know there's there's some there's some random generation there's a lot of endings you can get and stuff like that but there are in the main game six six mysteries you're solving at any given point and so like that's you know one of the mysteries includes this guy and at a certain point later on he becomes an enemy you have to fight after his scar opens and there's another face yeah. underneath it that, and that's, that's like that's like that's the kind of thing you're with. oh yeah it's super tame but like it, you know the that's that's yeah. the kind of idea right like things under things under things like you know oh i see you i see you uh have an itch what if uh what if you itched until your skin fell off like that kind of thing right like that's that's what the 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 kind of uh idea of the game it's good i mean it's like it's it's I, uh, yeah i have to say my favorite ito thing is still him taking the piss out of himself by just drawing like a normal domestic manga about a girl and her cat but in his horror style oh yeah the cat one it's so like good. And it's not like horror body horror stuff is happening it's just being drawn in that style yeah i love i love that so much like i've, I've not read the whole thing but the bits i've seen is just, are just like glad he recognizes so how evil cats are uh, Fuck those creatures. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great. It's a it's a really really good game. You should check it out. It's like fifteen bucks. It's totally worth your time. You'll you'll get a lot out of it. I promise. The music is very good, um, and the art is fantastic. Uh, so you know, check it out. It's um, it's legitimately fun. Not just like oh, you know, it's like it's like a a cool like send up of blah blah blah. Like it is legitimately a very fun nice. game. Damn, we went long today. One of them long boys. Yeah, we did. But that is okay. Um, John, thanks, thanks for being for here. Uh, yeah, of course. And uh, yeah. we'll see you again Next soon. Next week, same time, same. Uh, we'll see. Same <laughs> bat channel, same bat, etc. Night. Good night. notes uh i think you'll probably be listening to this on a double patch notes because i have been having uh, just a couple of weeks uh just like the rest of the country um hopefully not like john hopefully john has just been having a wonderful couple of weeks john no, how have your last couple fantastic. of weeks been it's dog shit dog oh. shit it's all been dog shit oh geez it's terrible uncle well, donnie finally sent me my birthday money so who did the government y- yes um oh finally got those trump bucks so Are you going to can... vote for him now? <laughs> Fuck no. Um, yeah, you're Biden guy. You're riding with yeah, Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding with Biden. Me and Uncle and, and uh, Sleepy Joe go back. Uh, I did want to say on some sort of recording I was doing that I saw um, uh, someone whose handle in Final Fantasy XIV was Sleepy Joe, and mm-hmm. I was very pleased. You, you think they had that before Trump came up with the nickname? No, I don't yeah. think so. People, people's nicknames in Final Fantasy XIV are excellent. Yes, uh, uh, inc- incredibly horny. Often, yes. Um, there was one guy who was named uh, Stupid Flanders and was dressed up as Ned Flanders. Yeah, fair. I was very impressed by that. I tried to take a screenshot, but it's like he knew I was and ran away from me. As Ned would. Yeah, that's true, actually. Good point. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a... Uh, it's funny, and I think they probably did that to be funny. Like, I'm looking around right now. Uh, there's not anyone funny here. 
uh, unfortunately, just some people role playing, I think. And oh, oh no, no, no! Excuse me. There's someone named Locutus Picard. Wait, <laughs> Wait, are you grinding while we're podcasting? Uh, no, I just had it open, so uh, I'm looking uh, at it. All right. I mean, Kugane, so I can look around. Nope, nothing interesting except uh, except Locutus Picard, um, which I'm sure you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, as love a, that guy. As a died in the wool trekkie. Yeah, I uh, love that Picard TV show. Only. Is it is it bad? Uh, yes, it's bad. Not so, not because of Picard himself, but because uh, it's like they welded Picard to a bad version of Firefly. It's weird because like I was assuming that it would be good just because Patrick Stewart was in it. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like it would be pretty tough to mess up something where you, your lead Every, actor is like one of the most well loved and good uh, actors of the last I don't know couple decades, fifty years. Every moment Picard is on screen is great. Uh, he saves the show whenever he's on it. Uh, the problem is that at least to the first four episodes, there's a dual plot structure. Ooh. And one of the dual plots has no one from the original show. But instead, like, those, like, cold, sociopathic, sexy people, like, kids that are just, you know, fucking and sucking and betraying each other. Oh, that's uh, always fun. We love yeah. that. Because, of course, like, you get to watch... Um Really cool-looking people do horrible things. Yeah. Um, so, like, when half the episode is Picard being a, you know, warm, funny old man and doing Picard stuff with a bunch of people that either are returning guest stars from the show, which is great, or are new characters that suck. Um, and But fuck. that Picard tr- – well, no, the, the, those ones only suck because Picard isn't up for sex scenes. Um so like and and Stuart elevates them to the extent that he's able. He has his uh, vineyard workers are a pair of Romulans and they're kind of fantastic. Vineyard workers. So Picard in the series. Yeah, he's he's retired to his chateau. You know, in the original series, like Picard was really confused because he's supposed to be a Frenchman, but but uh, Patrick Stewart is like the most English man imaginable. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally um, know what you're talking about. So Picard, uh, his family has this uh, vineyard. And I don't fucking remember where it is. It's somewhere. How, how um, dare you? <laughs> it's, I think it's a Lombardy or something. Um, and, you know, and, and multiple times he'll retreat there. I think, he, you know, he has multiple uh, episodes where he goes there on, like, a holodeck version. He, um, he has a big sequence there in uh, Generations, the movie, I believe. Okay. When he's, like, fake dead or whatever. Uh, sort of like how Kirk has the same thing. Um, and when the movie is reserved to that stuff, it's cool. And even with the stuff with Brett Spiner as Data, where, it, you know, they they sort of turned Data into a lost plot guy. Like, a what? Lost, the television show. Oh, they, they turned oh him into I a, thought you called him a lost bot. No, a lost plot like, guy. You mean, like he's a... No, uh, he it. he's a puzzle box now. You know, he's a he's a guy you always when, whenever Data's not on screen, you want to be asking what are the various plot mysteries that Data is responsible for. <laughs> um, and I heard that the eh, that's fine, I guess. N- it sucks shit. Uh, I heard like I, I didn't make it through the end of the series because, frankly, it just wasn't a very good show. Um, uh, yeah, why bother? But I heard that it it went to truly stupid places that actually also don't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that data is like thousands of years. I don't want to spoil it. But don't um, spoil it. No one bought right. it. Well, I if don't anyone, even know the actual spoil. See, the thing is that I, I, I didn't, I was just covering for the fact that I wasn't 
paying enough attention to the people complaining about Picard because I cared so little about it that I didn't actually get the full real spoiler. So now I might be giving fake spoilers. So, so Data's what a I thousand heard, years old. He's thousands like of years old. He's like some Ur-Android. Uh, he, he's got kids. Um, yeah, yeah, kids, uh, Android babies. Um, and now he's like dead for real or something. Also, Picard is like a synthetic human. Uh, part of the conceit of Picard is that he's dying. Of okay. some disease or complications from having the Borg shit removed from him when he was like, is he dying shit. from extreme uh, fail? Uh, yes, he's dying from extreme fail from being part of the new CBS Trek revival, which sucks oh, shit. Rip. Um, no, he, he's dying of like uh, having those implants removed. Uh, it, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like space cancer, I guess. Um, but then at the end of the show, apparently it's revealed that he's like a fully synthetic copy of Picard that has Picard's brain inside of him or something. Uh, and so he's still going to die, but he'll have an arbitrarily long life until then. Mm-hmm. We know, you know, as long as they can, you know, get money off of Picard's license. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, that might be wrong. Um, I heard people complaining about it and that's my version of the complaints that I heard which didn't make me want to watch any more of it. Um, uh, yeah, no, it sounds quite frustrating. Yeah. Like, it sounds like it is It is no fun. Honestly, uh, it would have been able to keep me if they'd gotten um, LeVar Burton back and just shoved LeVar Burton in that B-plot with all the the sexy... Were they trying to get LeVar Burton back? No, I don't... I, I, I have no, no idea as to why the people who came back came back and why some of the other ones didn't. Uh, Burton, I think, is the biggest no-show. Um, maybe he's just not in that place in his life anymore, and who the fuck could blame him? Yeah. Um, he seems to be doing pretty well. Like, he yeah. seems to be in a good place for himself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he seems to have been kind of radicalized recently. <laughs> he might not be, you know, for obvious reasons. I mean, at least judging by his tw- the Twitters, the tweets I've seen from him, he might not be in a place where, you know, heading back to Star Trek is something he gives a shit about. Um, Why has he been radicalized outside of just like the normal stuff people are radicalized for? No, nah, Black Lives Matter shit. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. <laughs> that's that's what I those those are the the shit I saw. He he did do the Drake meme though with himself. Uh, if you oh. call that, yeah, there's okay. just two pictures of of uh, Jordy, one looking like uh, oh, like yeah, um, and it was about radical political content, which I cannot recall. Uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, no, it, what that secondary plot needed to keep me was either to be done well, or since we can make the allowance that none of these new Star Trek shows are going to be done well, um, they needed to just jam another old touchstone in there so that I could s- watch these bad scenes, but see someone who reminded me of better scenes from previous shows. Mm, um, fair enough. And they didn't do that, uh, at least not as far as I watched. Uh, I did watch Picard, like, get in a sword fight. There's, like, there, there's some, like, Valsel, a Vulcan, a Romulan, like, sword saint. It seems like shows Picard up. should be Valsel, shouldn't he? Yeah, he's too old to fuck. All right, that's not true. He probably isn't. But, like, Man, Picard. Look at, you. look at you just saying things about, about how old people are to have sex. I mean, I just... Our 70-plus listeners are going to be very upset at you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I, the reason I, I reconsidered that is because I heard what hellish, 
hellish orgies take place in the village recently. The village being that uh, living uh, community down in Florida, which is getting the bulk of uh, the COVID aid from mm. our friend Donald Well, Trump. I mean, that's a kind of sex, I guess. Yeah, no, no, yeah, the old people can fuck, you just don't want to think about it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, pa- uh, uh, Picard, at least so far, has not shown any inclination towards that stuff, and honestly, uh, like, the That's only person, shame. the only character Picard ever really went after that wasn't, like, a one-episode thing was Dr. Crusher, who, was a, who also, I don't think, returns. Maybe she does, and it, she just returned after I stopped watching. But I think That, that would he, be disappointing for you. Yeah. Well, I, I think Picard, Picard's getting a season two, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I think it's getting a second season. It's been pretty much universally panned, though. Yeah, maybe they canceled it. Um, but I guess universally watched as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know about universally, but you know, if you're if you are going to do a second season, obviously it makes sense. Maybe you to hold back some cameos. Um, so you know, yeah, Will no, Wheaton that's fair. will be lined up for S two. <laughs> do you think there's going to be a real world politics arc if they get back Lavar Burton? That would be no. That'd be something. Absolutely not. Uh, you're a fun. All right. Um, I don't, I, and I honestly do not think Burton would do it. No, I don't think Burton would do it either. I was just kind of kidding around. Just uh, no jokes podcast. The, oh yeah, I forgot we're on the we're on the serious and gritty podcast. Um. So yeah, uh, there's video game news again, and no as you said to me before, this is uh, this is the time of year we get news. We should be happy about this news. Of course, we're all stuck inside. Um, worrying about dying so we're not as excited about this news uh but i mean it's not bad news it's kind of cool there's some there's some new games that we can look at yeah you want to start with that xbox stream this morning sure i watched a bunch of trailers for it why not all right uh it's better than starting with the bad news so yeah i mean video game trailers are cool though i think i think that's absolutely true um uh they're they're fun they give you a sense of like what exactly is going on in uh, the game itself that you might be excited about vis-a-vis buying it and no sense of what's going to be super boring and irritating about it. So, like, yep. you can let your mind go wild. It's, like, the last thing I think – I think I think it's the last thing um, that's, like, old, like, Nintendo Power or EGM mm-hmm. where, like, you can get really excited about a game. Let's And let's be honest. They're the only reason we watch these streams. We certainly do not watch them to listen no. to brand people talk to each other. No. Like, holy shit. Um, so you didn't watch the stream. I did. It was this morning, uh, this morning on the uh, 7th of May, um, around 9, 9 a.m., something like that, uh, Eastern Standard. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> um, yeah. And this was Xbox's. Well, good for you. Xbox's 2020 stream. I want to say that they put like the slash between the 2020 to make that joke. Um, but the point of this cool. stream, the point of this stream is to was to preview titles which will either be launch ish or slightly after launch for the uh, launch of the Xbox Series uh, One. Is that what it's called? Xbox Series One. I think it's Xbox Series One. Yes. Um, later this year. So the idea is that you're looking at a bunch of third-party games um, that will be coming out as part of that release window, and they want you to get hyped for it based on that. Um, I mean, I don't know what else you're getting hyped over. Honestly, uh, like the 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 nature of the X, the new Xbox is the 
no one cares. Yeah. Well, the thing is that they had to actually open the stream by saying, look, there's not going to be any Halo information here. Sorry. <laughs> um, because obviously, yeah. Great that, start. Because that Great is, start. I think it actually opened with uh, the, the marketing director who is this. <laughs> Some people just have too much energy. Makes me not trust them. Uh, that might just be a me problem, but like and anyone, marketing people, yeah, yeah, no, who who would ever trust them? Like, but anyone who is Nightmare actually people. able to just like, <sighs> there's such thing as such a thing as being too enthusiastic, uh, and this guy and too enthusiastic about like nonsense, like oh. Uh, we got a game that's going to be so exciting for you. It's going to yeah. it's going to show off the power of the Xbox Series 1. That's I mean, I I less blame on. them for that because capitalism forces all of us into becoming our work roles, but there's a way to do that which doesn't make me think of you as like a cap camp counselor on meth. Yeah, although I think that's I think if you act like that, you are the like the most successful version. Yes. Um, anyway, the stream started with like him wearing Master Chief's helmet and pulling it off, and saying, and like, saying, oh. uh, "Actually, none, none of this will be here." Actually, oh well, it was gosh. it was much happier and more hyped than I'm capable of doing right now, um, or ever. So <laughs> that is kind of funny, though. I got to admit, yeah, this was a good, a good fake out. Wish it was executed better. The, 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 actually, there was something funny about him. Um, he was he's the director of marketing for, I think, this division of, of That is funny. You're right. Um, and he had one of those custom backgrounds. Uh, and the custom background, you know how idiots, people, have been, uh, like, changing their Zoom backgrounds to Photoshop bullshit? Sort of like yeah, an like ersat screen screen. So what he had um, was just a normal kitchen, but instead of a refrigerator, he had an Xbox Series One, Series X. That's what it is. The Series X, not the Series One. Um, okay. He had an Xbox Series X, but it was refrigerator sized. It's a good big Xbox. Joke, it is I a guess. good big Xbox joke, and I very much appreciate it. Possibly the best part of the stream. Definitely the best part of the stream that wasn't the games. Um, so the 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 games. I think they showed about twelve games before. They showed off uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They were a weird mix. Um, there were no, there might have been a couple true Xbox Series X exclusives or next gen exclusives. Like, didn't game. you say the stream actually covered like the non exclusives though? Yeah, it mostly did. Uh, okay, like one. Or, I may be forgetting one or two of those games that was actually next gen exclusive and didn't straddle oh, I see the what line. You're saying. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but the vast majority could, of these titles look to be uh, tweeners, you know, games that will be released on the Xbox One and PS4 and the Xbox Series X and the PS5. What about, like, the uh, – so that, that one game that you were saying looked a little bit, a little bit like Anthem. Mm -hmm. uh, what was that called again? Disintegration. Uh, I Disintegration. That was, I was not on the stream. That was not on the stream, actually. Oh, okay. Unless I missed it. That looked next-gen-y. That looked like it was maybe – Perhaps. I don't I mean, know. It looked, it looked like, like late. Too. It looked like late this gen. Like, yeah. that looks – it it was a cinematic trailer that we watched. Uh, what we're talking about is the trailer for the game called Disintegration. Uh, the trailer, the story trailer, came out today. Uh, it has the Xbox uh, branding on it, but I don't remember seeing it during the stream. I did walk away at one point to uh, make myself a breakfast quesadilla. So uh, shout out to breakfast quesadillas. Uh, so that uh, it just means you put <laughs> the concept in it. of breakfast quesadillas. It's, are it's now like a breakfast us. burrito. You can make the leaps here that are necessary for the ingredients. Uh, it might have been on it then. 
Um, but Disintegration, uh, it appears to be a game where you play a uh, person who has been either rebuilt into by having their brain transplanted into a robot or otherwise turned into some kind of cyborg by a bunch of evil robot people. Um, and then you escape with you some do. with a colorful cast of characters uh, and you find a colorful mentor character um, who gives you a base with a bunch of vehicles and a hub and then you do missions. Looks like it's a first-person shooter with vehicle sections. Um, but it looks like it's a, it's a larger open world type format, sort of. It's the new Halo. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, Just it's kidding. exactly, it's the new Halo. You can see the horizon rising up to meet you and circle back around behind you. Um, like in the classic game Halo. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and the story trailer just looks really good. It has a great vibe. Um, yeah, it seems pretty fun. Like, I, I thought the, I mean, if you're going to set up a world like, uh, if I was, if you're going to set up a world like, um. Uh, I don't know. It, it reminded me a little bit like the when you were describing it, like oh, there's a home base and you have missions and stuff. Like it reminded me of um, uh, Far Cry Five, mm -hmm. um, and it's like okay, if you're gonna set up like a an Ubisoft style open world, do it in such a way that it is a fun, fast paced first person shooter. Then it's just gonna be maybe more fun. Yeah, like, I think I think this looks like it kind of gets that. Yeah, it really puts it's. First foot forward as giving you like a hover bike, which is actually just like a speeder that sort of skims around and you shoot things on it from a third person perspective. Um, Finally, the player gets to answer the question: Do you love the leader or hover bikes more? <laughs> the um, yeah, the uh, you know, there's a there's the implication that you can get some like hot space babe uh, as a romance angle. There's a hand holding scene. Yes, there's a hand holding scene. Um, oh, you see more the alien than she. I, I don't, I'm not sure if there's aliens is the thing. I think you're like all weird robots or people. Uh, and I definitely think you're like at least half a person under that suit. Um, mm -hmm. Because the, mm -hmm. the, the, the trailer opens with you like strapped to a surgery table, basically. Um, and there's some dude and the villain who monologues for like half the trailer talks about making you perfect. And how much he likes you. Yeah, but also in an evil way. Um, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make you see red. Yeah, um, I mean, as far as it goes, the plot is not exactly reinventing the wheel. Well, I mean, it's a lot we of, have like, no idea, but yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's based on the trailer, it's like the there's there's a lot of Transformers vibes. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like it's sort of like there are good robots and bad robots, and you can tell by their uh, the color of their eyes, yep. stuff like the that. The good guys I have mean, blue like, eyes. Is the uh, is the the, the, the connecting bad guys tissue. have bad eyes? Yeah, and they make the they make the joke of. Uh, let's help you see red. Yeah, because which is another way of ass. saying be angry. Indeed. Um, but yeah, no, like the the. No, I mean I'm making fun, but it looks pretty fun. The hero seems to be like a vaguely wisecracking guy who also has empathy. Um, you know, maybe and, if, like it's like, not sort of voiced like, for some reason by Nathan Fillion. I can't believe yeah, it. it. As I was gonna say, he seems like Cade, but better written. Somehow he like apparently Nathan Fillion uh, no longer needs money. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, maybe this this sort of strikes me as a B-list title, like a forty dollar title, maybe. Mm. Um, so maybe just I'd get it. I'd get it probably sight and seen for forty bucks. It looks like it could be really fun. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of like forty dollar titles in this stream. Uh, are you saying that that um, that the Xbox Series X is going to be the uh, the like Cabela's? Um, Deadly Hunt. Licensed game of uh, 
<laughs> of uh, next-gen uh, systems. Yes, I'm willing to open myself up to those death threats from the devs of those games for that set. Well, for that. Slander. Boy, I hope the de- I hope the devs don't send you death threats. Yeah. That'd be brutal. Yeah. Um, no, I mean that, that. I guess that made it sound more insulting than I meant to. But a lot of these games don't seem to show. Like, if the idea was to show off the range of the Series X. See, I, I kind of thought this stream was a failure because if the idea was to show off the range of the Series X or what the new Xbox hardware can do, uh, they failed. These yeah. games are all like current gen iterations. It's a great point. I mean, there, there's like exciting elements to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I mean, you, you got to see Vampire Two Masquerade uh, with the, the goddamn Joker. Two. Essentially, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they they did as much as they could without actually uh, receiving copyright for the Joker. Well, the funny thing is that like the character. All right, so what we're talking about is Bloodlines Two, Vampire of the Masquerade. We talked about it on the show 2. before. It's been a while since we touched on yeah. it, but uh, it's coming out this year at some point. Uh, and they released a uh, a story oh, trailer, goodness, uh, set to the set to a thankfully not slowed down or minor key cover of at a certain uh, point. It does get it. They do. Uh, they do pitch shift it. Yeah, but I mean that's a key change, and you know, yeah, I'm willing to give them like it's not like a single lady with a piano sort of plinking around and being sad. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to hand it to them. It, it is a. It is for the most part a faithful cover of Don Quixote with some post processing. Um. Anyway, so there's a guy. The, the trailer opens with a guy who has murdered a family at Christmas. It's probably his family. Um, and as, uh, it's, it's truly un- unclear, like if they're a family or a group of friends yeah, or whatever. And he, they're all like clearly adults so that we don't have like child death involved, even though it's obvious that like some of these are supposed to be the kids. Um, and he's, you know, done this thing where he's taken this bailing wire and he's like put hooks in their cheeks and cut their lips open, cut their eyes open. So they've always got the wide open clown eyes and the, the huge yep. smiles, uh, and obviously they're dead. And like it's he's, extremely Joker. Uh, yeah, he's posed them so like the dad is putting ornaments on, on the tree, and the mom and the sister are standing there, well, standing quote unquote there. And like the son is like sort of sitting down on the ground, um, and he's dancing because it's yeah they're they're, they're dancing they make around. Dance. Like uh, this trailer is fifty percent dancing by volume. Now, if you play the original Bloodlines uh, game. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, you know that dancing is an integral part of the Bloodlines experience. Going to a club, pressing the dance button, and just watching your character avatar uh, mosh the fuck out to, you know, industrial goth music is a, is a huge part of that game. Um, and it has, yeah. a, it has a killer soundtrack. I still listen to it uh, does seem so. Darling Violetta's smaller, smaller God sometimes. Um but yeah, this entire trailer is based around dancing. Uh, you've got this guy dancing because he starts dancing around the corpses of his family or this family. Um, Why do you think it's his family? Uh, because I think that what he is supposed to be is a Malkavian. Uh-huh. Uh, the Malkavians, if you don't know anything about Vampire, the Masquerade Bloodlines, um, why Assume would you? Assume I know nothing. Um, yeah. It comes out of the role-playing game, Vampire, the Masquerade, and there's a... Group, uh, they're called obviously they're a bloodline. A uh, group of vampires called the Malkavians, and their whole thing is that they're crazy, like their blood makes them insane. 
like the the way the co- the uh, the sect was founded was a guy started doing experiments on corpses. A vampire started doing experiments on corpses and okay. accidentally turned himself mad using asylum patients, um, uh-huh. and had to be killed while presenting his like vampire dissertation. Had to be killed while presenting his vampire yes, dissertation? Yes, by the other vampires that he was presenting it to. Um, My goodness. Uh, he got, but not, be, but not before, obviously, before he spread the madness out into the world. Um, so, unfortunately, the way that usually, re- like, presented itself was, <sighs> they were called fish malks, um, because the way that the players would represent lunacy, the lunacy of the blood was like they'd run up to you and hit you with a trout in the face. Oh, so they were like random. Yeah, random monkey cheese, that sort of stuff. Uh, I get the feeling that this writing team really wants to move beyond that. And if you're trying to move... But why? Yeah, yeah, but why? And if you're trying to move beyond that, uh, but still keep the, you know, kind of cliche insanity, you introduce the Mm -hmm. goddamn Joker. You gotta be the Joker. Yeah. Well, it reminds me. So the thing it reminds me of a lot is um, the like the the truly weird Last of Us, um, Last of Us Two thing where they're. Do like, we want to oh. transition to that already? No, not really. Okay. Uh, but uh, we, we have more to talk about. We'll talk about more about Last of Us Two. But um, you know, like it, the Last of Us Two thing where they're like, "Oh yeah, guess what." Um, I know uh, all these people that you're going to see in the game have dogs, and uh, and w- did you see the pushback? What's going to happen is uh, they're all going to have names, and when you kill the dog because you have to because they're going to attack Ellie, um, you uh, you know what? What's going to happen? You are going to end up uh, hearing them cry out for their dogs. Yeah, did you see the pushback on that? Uh, yeah, that was really I've funny. Seen the pushback on like it. the thing. Oh, this is pleased. not a Naughty Dog press release. How could you say that? You need to do your googling. You need to do your research. Now, everything in it might be factually correct, but <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. I mean, like the, uh, and I mean the the, I don't know. Uh, the whole thing is is really weird. Um, but we'll get into more of it when we when we get into uh, Last of Us Two. What I wanted to say about it was it reminds me of The Last of Us 2 insofar as, like, it is just adult in terms of, like, oh, it needs to be, like, as crazy as possible. And it's just, like, it's kind of silly. I sort of disagree, (laughs) but only in the sense that I think – I don't like getting into authorial intent. Um, I think it's a a dead end to go down. It mostly just ends up with you huffing your own farts. Uh, as a reviewer talking wow. talking about talking wrong, about what but okay. authors intend because you can't know what authors intend you can only know the text. that is extremely wrong but okay mm-hmm. so but if I had to get into authorial intent I would say that the people making the goddamn vampire Joker they're in on the joke they know this guy is like a ridiculous sad creature uh, that's why I think it's his family. Um, okay. That, no, I, I get be, it. I mean, I could see why you'd say that. There's a there's a layered dimension there, which takes the you know, he he random smiles stuff, and then you contextualize it further, and it stays just as gruesome, but gets more tragic. 
That's why I think it's his family. Uh, with the dogs thing, I think they they actually think they're making a good point. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I mean, like, so this is the problem, right? Or the 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 challenge of Bloodlines Two, and we'll we'll move on to different games after. But like, the challenge of Bloodlines Two is, of course, um, that uh, you are waiting for, you're trying to uh, do a a story that includes the Malkavians and is somehow like modern and interesting. Mm-hmm. And well, you can't not have uh, them. I mean, well, I know, but it's going to be so hard to tell that story. I mean, it's um, going to be hard, so hard to tell any masquerade story in 2020 because it's just stuck in 1993. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that entire franchise is. They they should have made the new vampire, Vampire the Requiem. That shit's updated. That shit's good. That shit's right. Vampire the Masquerade though is the brand everyone knows, and you know who isn't a core uh, bloodline in uh, Vampire the Requiem. The fucking Malkavians. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Mal, the Mal so like, but this is the thing, right? Like, if you include the Malkavians, I, I don't know. Like, I think you're just gonna end up. You're gonna end up with. You're gonna end up with a very hard story to tell. Yeah, well, I'll I mean, you know way. about the first game, right? You know the thing about the Malkavians in the first game. No, they complete. All right, so if you, you could play as a Malkavian in the first game, if you did every single dialogue prompt changed because of the mm. madness. They wrote basically a second game. Uh-huh. Not entirely, obviously, because a lot of the response lines were similar. They just had added ones for the Malkavians. That's really fun. But, yeah, I, I, it reminds me of like the thing they did in uh, in Fallout when, or Fallout New Vegas, where there was like the, the whatever, the... Um, like a low intelligence playthrough? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, and you know, and that's a lot of work, <laughs> and it, it's a thing that people who love no, that no, not game, the not the low intelligence playthrough, the wastelands play, oh, right. the the buff you could put on where it was like, oh, everything's weird now. No, no, this is the this is much more intensive than weird wasteland. Oh, like, okay, it is like the it is more or less the low intelligence playthrough where oh, okay, okay, you are, but unlike the low intelligence, like all right, there's different trade-offs than with the low intelligence playthrough um where you just don't get i think you get some of the other dialogue options but you always get the malkavian option in this like pink cursive script um and that's a lot of work and it was really beloved by the fan base of that original game because because it was so much work i mean fans love when they they gave you two playthroughs it gave yeah. you the, the regular playthrough, which you did as every other character, and it gave you the mouth playthrough. Now, I personally couldn't stand the mouth playthrough, but a lot of those, a lot of the people who love that game could. So they sort of had to have it. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Leave it out. Yeah. But uh, at the same point, like, I don't know. I think I'm trying to come up with a good way to say this. I get why they didn't include it. It seems to me that they are not going to be able to. Uh, do it in any way that's going to do them any favors with anyone. So they're going to make it serious and crazy, and people are going to be like, that's not what the Malkavians were to begin with. And then they're going to make it like, uh, they're going to say like, well, we're trying to be respectful, and people will rightly say, well, it's not respectful to anyone, and it's just going to be... It's, I, if don't I, have, I don't know. I guess highlighting it here makes me wonder if they if they know. Well, I mean, we I could be wrong. He could be something else entirely. Um, I don't think he is. I think that that guy. I, I saw that I guy. Like, that's he, a fucking Malkavian. I don't know anything about Vampire um, the Masquerade, and even I thought it was Valkanian um, <laughs> or Malkanian. Malkavian. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I think they're going to pull it off, honestly. But but if I had to temper that, it's because I think that the expectations of people who play Malkavians are so low. Uh, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. You know, it, it, I want to. Who, who's the writer on that? Is is it, her name Kara Ellison? It's nice they got a few more writers. Yes, it's uh, Kara Ellison. She uh, she did. Void Bastards, I believe, is her most recent thing. Oh wow! Okay, well that's a that's a good game. Um, that's a really neat game. I think. Anyhow, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of games here. Uh, we don't have to cover them all. There's Chorus, which I don't think looks especially interesting. I think it looks uh, interesting enough. Um, I need to make sure I got the, her name right. One sec. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Yes, okay. It was Kara Ellison. Um, yeah, I think it looks interesting enough, but I'm like a huge sucker for Wing Commander, and I just want a, safe, yeah, that's a space fair. sim. And it looks sort of like uh, Wing Commander mixed with Event Horizon. Um, it's this weird apocalyptic hell creature of a fighting ship. Uh, the, the, pre- the premise of this game is you're a lady named uh, Nara, I believe. Has a lot of face t- tattoos, very sad, lots of close-ups. Um, mm-hmm. and she flies a space fighter that it also has an insane hell voice and wants to end the universe, apparently. Um, Which is a cool thing to want. Yeah, it is. I mean, personally, I'd like that too. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes for her. Um, uh, it, it spells chorus with the V instead of the U. Corvus. Uh, which I think is a Northern European thing. I don't, I mean, I it's a it's a it's a thing uh, greco-roman thing it, yeah okay um um but yeah you're right it is a greco well, well what the fuck was i thinking of whatever uh there, there's a band with, with anyway uh, with the v instead of the u and i think they're from up there um that's all right um but yeah no it's it's um i don't know i don't know man like it it the way you're describing it makes it sound cool now to me when i was watching the trailer i just got that whole like oh we're doing um that whole like Warhammer feel of like ooh the the future space civilization is very into its own survival even maybe in a fascist way question mark I mean, like, Warhammer would never deign to release a trailer with just one woman in it and having her be fully clothed. That's true. Good point. Um, Check out my Warhammer reviews at Goonhammer.com. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that might be fun. I mean, uh, here's the thing: like the whole thing. Seems like it would be really. Every game looks like they'd be fun. Mm. Well, no, There's Scorn does not look like it would be fun. You don't think Scorn? Looks I don't like think it, it looks fun? like anything. It's just a bunch of H.R. Geiger sex references. You get to see like a, a cathonic dick come out of the wall and, and ejaculate. It's great, uh, but that Sick doesn't look like fun. That's not fun. <laughs> looks it's literally the most fun game. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, you know, it's it's like. <sighs> It's dumb. Like, it's not dumb. It's dumb of me to think that I would not like any of these games because they're on Xbox. Like, that's really, really silly thinking. Um, But on the other hand, it's like the brand of Xbox is so kind of like, I don't know, not in the toilet, but just like irrelevant to me at this point, which is unfair. I know. Like, I use Game Pass. There's some cool stuff on Xbox. But like, by and large, I just don't super care. And, like, as a result, I'm looking at these games and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, who cares about this press conference? But all these games could be 
conceivably fun. And it's kind of neat to see like where what's coming out in the next year, even if I'm probably going to play it on PC or PlayStation 4 or 5 instead. Yeah, I mean, Xbox burned a lot. Xbox hasn't had good exec- uh, exclusives for like two console cycles now, right? Like, they, yeah. Like last cycle, especially last cycle, it was the Gears games, um, Halo. Um, one of the racing games. Uh, I, I don't follow racing games. All of those franchises are interchangeable to me. But I, I'm pretty sure Microsoft had an a exclusive racing franchise. Um, I forget which. I forget which is. I don't know. I forget which exclusive they had. They weren't great. No, I, I think that I, I. I know there's other stuff. I just can't remember what it is. Uh, there was that Scalebound game that got canceled from Platinum. Um, I miss Scalebound. I really wanted to play it that. Was, it looked really good. Um, yeah, those are the only exclusives I can think of. Like, yeah, Microsoft not having great exclusives uh, has sort of been a trope of their development. So I can sort of see why they want to change that. And this stream, this stream obviously was not about doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, the 360 still worked in some ways, but I think in a lot of ways it was because it was introducing some of those incentivized subscriptions. You mean the one? Uh, Xbox One? No, no, no. I mean the 360 when, like... Oh, back then. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Xbox Live Gold was one of the first places, if not the first place, where you, like, subscribe and get two free games. Um, I know PS PS Plus did that pretty pretty soon after, but, like... Xbox also had the one where you could just keep them no matter how much you were, uh, no matter how many times you were subscribed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, if you were subscribed for one month and you got both of those games and then you unsubscribed, you could keep them. Like, I remember that being cool. Like, that felt exclusive. It felt considered. The Xbox One doesn't have, like, anything that I look at and think, oh, yeah, 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 this is definitely what I want to play. Well, I mean, they're pioneering and Game seems- Pass, right? Well, pioneering. But. Yeah, uh, you could play Game Pass on on uh, on PC though, and that's I mean that's ultimately the problem, yeah. right? Where like the the thing that you get in um, the thing that you get in uh, um, uh, Xbox One, you could just as easily get on PC, and I think a lot of gamers anymore are just as likely to play on PC than they are on console, mm-hmm. um, which is not something that was necessarily the case as much in. Um, you know, certainly the first Xbox and and, few, and maybe even Xbox 360. And Microsoft hasn't really contended with that because they're also the PC market. Yep. So maybe they don't even have well, to. Well, it's funny because uh, Gears Tactics, which is a game that came out around the time of our last episode but I hadn't played yet, uh, that was a PC-only release. Like, even though it's on the Game Pass, uh, you can't play that on the Xbox One, which is odd because it has full hmm. controller support. Weird. Yeah, like there's been some theorizing that the reason they did that was entirely a brand management thing they wanted to. Because, you know, uh, the XCOM games always released to PC first. Uh, and then they oh, get yeah, no, of course. Uh, a console port up when they can. And that's less of a, you know, statement about their feelings of PC versus console than it is a statement about how uh, much money Firaxis has <laughs> to co-develop a PC and a console title at the same time. Um, obviously what they do is they do the PC release and then they contract, I, I think usually they contract a sub-studio uh, to help them with a port. And the port sometimes goes good, sometimes goes bad. Um, I was not yeah, particularly sub- impressed with XCOM 2's 
some kid uh, or some some uh, I don't know why I said kid kids on the brain some co-developing like that I mean they they do that with the uh, sort of like second tier um, EDF games too mm-hmm. like the ones they clearly don't care about as much and sometimes they're good a lot of times they're bad yep. <laughs> um, so yeah it would make sense if they were just like if they were just kind of pawning that off again. Yeah. Uh, also, all right. Let's. We want to get past the stream. It's been forty minutes. But, yeah. Sorry. But so, the like, le- the, the stream. The stream is the, I, the whole. The whole. Um, the whole ultimate like uh, thrust of this for me is there's interesting mm-hmm. elements. Um, there are games that I am looking forward to playing. Um, uh, the first game we talked about seems really Yakuza, cool. The new uh, Yakuza looks, looks decent. Oh yeah, the new Yakuza got a trailer, which looks uh, great. also Madden got a trailer in there. It was really funny uh, because it's like you know weird shooter game with samurai scorn which is this weird horny hr geiger shit um some really hideous you know anime thing where the clothed hooven uh flower bouquets are murdering a city patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. promoting madden 21 sounding kind of sad that he might not get to play football this year chorus you know like uh, there was there was a lot of you know like really (laughs) You know, confusing, but also apocalyptic and fucked up imagery in just about everything in these trailers, like for all the games across them. And then there was just a Madden trailer worked in there in the mix. I mean, that's also kind of apocalyptic in its own way. Um, yeah, there's there's actually there's actually a moment where he like just sort of because he's obviously shooting it from his living room where he just sort of like says about says something about how he wants to get back to the field and just sort of stops and trails off and then goes back in. Um, but yeah, no, the capstone on the, the press conference, I just want to say it for the news content, is they said they were going to show uh, gameplay footage from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and while they might have technically done that by showing in-engine renderings of things that happened during gameplay, you didn't get a HUD, you didn't get to see a map, you didn't get to see... Uh, any any sign that someone was using a controller to control anything, um, and but then everyone pretended that you did, like they all called it gameplay trailer <laughs> footage, which makes me think that uh, maybe Ubisoft didn't actually wasn't actually able to deliver the content oh, that no. they said they would deliver, and they just decided to say fuck it, we're gonna pretend they they put it in there and dare anyone to say otherwise. That's really it funny. Was, the AC uh, Valhalla stuff on that that stream was really bad, and honestly, we'll show you absolutely nothing new about the game. Um, if you want to watch that stream for AC Valhalla, you're not going to find out anything new. Right? No, and that totally makes sense. I guess like the the other thing about it is it just it just reinforces all the weird feelings I think all of us have about about. Um, uh, Xbox, which is like, or not, not all of us, but certainly you and I have, and a lot of gamers have about Xbox, which is like, what's the what's the point of it at this point? It's just like now that PCs are accessible, now that people are able to to use them consistently, why are we worried about what what is Xbox giving? Well, us? I mean, the the, the answer know. to that is that they should be trying to give you um, couch multiplayer games. Because that's the only thing. Oh, yeah, that's the only thing that they media. I mean, it's have. a media center. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is the thing. Maybe, maybe the reason we're looking at third party games here and something where it's like these look fun. They're kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know what this says about the. Um, I don't know what this says about the actual system. You know, whatever. Um, it could be that just like it, it very well could be that the. Um, the execs don't really care, and the idea here is just, hey, we'll show you the games. Maybe you'll get them. 
really what this is is a uh, a media center. We're selling it as that. And I I would not be shocked. If I mean, they don't, that was the pitch know? for the Xbox One, right? Remember when Xbox One was going to have you plug your cable coaxial into it and you know do all your cable shit through it. I don't. That was part that. of that, that was the part of the original funny. rollout for Xbox One is they wanted wow. it to be your cable box too. Yeah, that, that got sucks. canned real fast. That was never part of the actual hardware that hit hit the shelves. But um, can you imagine? But yeah, they want they want yeah, to be I mean, your cape. They want you. They want TV to go through that. They wanted all your internet to go through that. They wanted all of your music to go through that. It was uh, yeah. People love when that. People love an all-in-one music cable internet. They wanted device. you to build people the entire always... home theater system around that. Um, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, it's 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 um. I don't know. Like it doesn't – the reason it's hard to talk about it in a video game podcast is because it doesn't feel like it's actually focused around video games yeah. anymore. And not that that's a bad thing. I mean or, or like inherently a bad thing. It's a little weird like thinking about uh, Microsoft and thinking about an Xbox and it's like, yeah, this, you know, we don't, we don't actually care about these, <laughs> these games. Uh, it's more about just like keeping the brand I alive. I do think they are actually trying to convince us that in fact they do care about these games. Uh, I'm not sure the extent to which they're being successful. Uh, but I do think mm. that they are. You think they sincerely care that we are buying an Xbox for the? Uh, they sincerely care about us buying an Xbox. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think this is. I think this is like. I think this is perfunctory. I think this is like. You know, I think this is something where they just give us something uh, as like that we're expecting. We're expecting trailers. We're expecting sort of fanfare, and we get it. And then they can kind of pivot to okay, we're going to sell this to you know dads who want to game a little bit but can convince uh, their families to get this or, you know, kids who want to convince their parents that there's not just games on air. We can play Fortnite. We could also watch TV. Like, I truly think that that's probably what what's going on. Yeah, perhaps. The, the impression that I've gotten is that they want to pivot back to games. Now, I consume gamer media, so it's possible they're talking out both sides of their mouth. Ah, fair enough, yes. Um, well, anyway... Interesting press conference. Thanks for those trailers. I'm very happy to see All them. right. So let's get to the bad news. I would love to get to some bad news. Uh, Evo 2020 is canceled. No! And not not surprising at all. They're going to try to do an uh, online thing, but we all know how great the netcode is on fighting games. Apparently, there's some there's some amazing, uh, amazing progress being made. I'm very excited to see where we're going to be at a year from now. But uh, yes, right now, not good at all. Um, I'm not sure there's anything more to say about that except how um, completely this pandemic is going to rearrange the social gaming structure uh, in our country. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to be optimistic and say that it will convince us to invest both in better netcode on the software end and better infrastructure on the uh, infrastructure end. Uh, but I live in America. When have you ever been optimistic? Um, never, because I live in America. Um. <laughs> I mean, th- so, 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 you know, wh- one thing to say is it's not shocking that the that Evo got no. canceled after Combo Breaker got canceled and after um, uh, the the one in um, Miami got canceled. Yeah. CEO got canceled. I believe CEO got canceled as well. Like it's just like you can't it's do just it. Just completely, it's completely just like every fighting game 
competition has been canceled. I know Evo is the biggest mm-hmm. one, but I, I think I think anyone who was thinking Evo was going to happen this anymore is uh, probably deluded. Yeah, themselves. I mean, you can't do it. Even if you did do it, no one would view the results as legitimate because no none of the game's best uh, players would come because no one would come. The only people who would come were, yeah, I mean, would, would be people who value maybe stealing an Evo win they couldn't get during non-play gears. It'd be Those fun if I health. came in one Evo. I, I guess I'd come for that. I guess I would definitely. I guess I would definitely risk. Um, <laughs> I guess I would definitely risk uh, catching COVID to win yeah. Evo. And I mean, despite cool. all of the protests, quote unquote protests we've seen across this country with uh, psychotic uh, middle-aged white people uh, storming state houses with assault rifles and um, shooting security guards in the head and um, generally behaving like uh, uh, things I shouldn't say on this podcast. Um, right. Sure, sure, sure. The vast majority of people in this country recognize the need for the lockdown, recognize the need for quarantine, um, social distancing and cancellation of public events still has uh, approval over 80% uh, among the general population. Um, Good. These like these events aren't opening up again anytime soon uh, because no one's going to come to them. Because even if you do try to run them, everyone's going to look at you like you're fucking crazy, which you are. Yeah. If you try to run them, um, unless you could win yeah. Evo, think about we it. Guys. We will start looking at. Uh, honestly, I think we start looking at return to normal, return to business as usual after the spring of next year. Um, that's that's thought? my thought. Uh, that gives us enough time to maybe fast track a vaccine if a vaccine is what we can actually do with this thing. Uh, it gets us time through the second wave in the winter. If you look at the flu pandemic of 1917, um, you had the one, the initial hit, you had the secondary hit, and then we figured it out. Um, and anyone who decided to try to reopen early got fucking punished for it. Uh, well, maybe not the people who decided to reopen early. Everyone else got punished for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to be looking at a cancellation of events. What's today? Seventh of March, uh, May. Uh, I would think we're looking to cancel events through the seventh of May next year, plus a month or two. Um, that's just how it's going to be. That's how it should be. Uh, otherwise, if it's not like that, then it's because uh, Donald Trump and the people who run this country, including the Democrats, Decided. are trying to kill you. A bunch of people can die. Well, they're trying to kill you. And you yes, know. of course. Again, not what this podcast is about. But um, hey, why not? But yeah, Evo's canceled. It's a drag. It sucks. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. It's a drag. Speaking of drags, uh, The Last of Us 2. <laughs> um, I think it's good it got leaked. Let me, let me come enough. out and say that. And I've said this on Twitter. I, I don't really I buy it. Like, this is getting ahead of ourselves. I don't really buy the explanation that this is some vast like sin against the developers that it got leaked. No. No. And people keep saying that. I think if you really feel like you are being misused by your uh, bosses and Naughty Dog is not uh, innocent in uh, in treating its employees, uh, you know, it, there have been extreme lapses, let's say. Um, well, that's well, – before we I get mean, too far into that theory of action, it has come out over the past 48 hours or so. This was likely a hack, not a disgruntled employee leaking. Um. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a different moral implication, yeah. but if you want to, if, like, if it was a disgruntled employee, I think yeah. it's fine. If it's a hack, I... It's, I, it's actually I, funny how they did it. There's a, uh, it involves, so each, uh, each one of their games, the Naughty Dog games has a, uh, its final version that it 
posts down from their servers has a like a sign countersign you know, public private key thing. Um, mm-hmm. And the hackers were apparently able to get one of those keys, hit it to the Uncharted Three server because they mm-hmm. saw that the Last of Us's server had information about Uncharted Three. So they thought, what if the Uncharted 3 server has information about The Last of Us 2? Um, or Uncharted oh 4. Wait, what are we on? <laughs> Uncharted 3. Yeah, 3 was the last one, right? Yeah. Uncharted? I think there was an Uncharted was 4, there? wasn't there? Shit. Whatever. The last Uncharted game. Um, so they went into that server, poked around in there, and they found the stuff that you've seen leaked. Um, and funny. apparently, you know, Naughty Dog's known about this for a while. Didn't really do anything about it until obviously it hit the web um we're not going to get into the spoil I, we're not going to get into the spoilers right or just gonna oh, yeah, yeah i don't i don't care about I, i've read them um my general reaction to the first the last of us was that it was a well-made game with great artistic craft by the people who made who realized its thesis uh and that the thesis was dog shit and then i never had to play it again um, and nothing that The Last of Us 2 has done has convinced me in any way that I was wrong about that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, if you got the distinct impression from press releases from the Naughty Dog Studio that they were trying to make you sad and angry as and thought that doing so is an artistic good, like a, a high and prime moral artistic good, then yeah. you would not be surprised by the content of uh, this game. I have not seen a single person who has reacted to these leaks positively. Um, I have only seen the reminder that without the context surrounding them, maybe they land better. But... Possible. To my, um, to my eye, considering these leaks in the context of their press interviews, that dog thing we talked about earlier, the thing Awful. that they that the actual Naughty Dog Studio said in an interview where they said all the NPCs in the game are named so that you know that each one has a wife and child at home who are going to be sad when you kill them, uh, which is just an Austin Powers bit. That's an Austin Powers bit that they think is so fucking, you know traumatizing and revelatory like you know that that yeah, that it's, it's really bad wife. Like, <sighs> yeah. i mean it's it's an austin powers bit and it's a venture yeah. brothers bit and 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 and, and. it's like, it's, it's, just... it's you know this is this is dude in freshman creative writing in college who thinks that more trauma equals better than um because he doesn't understand how to synthesize themes but the thing is that these guys are actually talented like the last of us one was able to land a lot of its stuff because both because of the people who helped make the game, the artists, the renderers, the coders, all of those people, the, the gameplay, the narrative designers as distinct from uh, the people at the top who will get the credit, the, the you know, the Neil Druckmans or whoever. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're good enough to actually code it in that veneer, but uh, this, this just, and, uh, you know, and the stuff with Ellie being yeah, queer. Yeah, it, it just seems clumsy at uh, The stuff with Ellie being queer, uh, don't worry, that will pay off horribly. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And don't worry, everyone's still going to yell at uh, the, the team for being SJW. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's going even if it doesn't land at all, even if it's you know really bad, we're just going to get more commentary on how they're all SJWs. Yeah, so without um, without going to further spoilers, the the moral of the game is going to be that there are uh, cycles of violence, that violence begets violence, which might be true. Uh, that classic good, classic good moral that never. Uh, you know what? I don't want to hear that theme from though. I don't want to hear that theme from a series of video games that are focused entirely on combat and have to release a new title every four years. You know? <laughs> Sounds kind of fucking self-serving. Yep. Uh, yeah, but, but tell yep. me how sad yep, it is, sure. again, as you, uh, you know, gloriously perfect your combat mechanics uh, and your stealth kills and make your employees watch, you know, executions by ISIS on Live Leak so you can get all that, you know, just really, really factually correct. Jesus fucking Christ. In any case, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who are still excited for The Last no. of Us 2. I mean, it, did we talk about this last time? I don't okay. think we did. I think we might have touched on it, but I don't it, think we did. If we did, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll stop talking about it now because I'm sure we've talked about it ad nauseum other places. It wasn't on the list last um, time, but I, I was wondering if we if maybe it snuck in because there was just a, a really fucking bad press release. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see if I can pull it up. Here it is. Uh, this was released on April 27th, 2020, so... Yeah, around when we recorded the last episode. Um, And it reads as follows. We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. That's the first sentence. (laughs) This is about the release of alpha footage from a video game during a pandemic. It has been really difficult for me. It's really unfair. We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. Well, they have been. Not because of anything to do with your video game, however. I love the idea that any release of a of like any leak of a video game would be uh, any leak of a video game would be tr- like specifically yeah. traumatic to me. Um, and then the rest of it is, you know, we're releasing on June nineteenth or something. Um, but yeah, no, that first sentence is just you know brands, 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 brands. The reason they delayed the game, of course, was brands, brands. brands. Um, the reason given is that they wanted, quote-unquote, the game to be in everyone's hands at the same time. What that says to me isn't that, that they particularly cared about it being in everyone's hands at the same time. It means that they didn't want to piss off GameStop. They wanted to have a physical copy available while the, a quarantine wasn't going on. It was a purely economic mm-hmm. decision. That makes sense. Um, and the vast, vast majority of their customers, especially the people who would care about gameplay leaks, could easily get this over digital. Oh, or, yeah, or, or or eat or no one, no a physical cares. copy from Amazon. Uh, There's a million yeah. ways to get it. I mean, here's the thing: like, it is. It, if you're surprised that Naughty Dog found a way to turn this into a way to like make pushing back in order to try and make more money seem noble or like helpful to their workers, um, just hang around video game discourse a little while longer. You won't be surprised for long. It's uh, it's always the way these things go. Um, I think the best thing we can take from this is um, Naughty Dog does not seem like a very nice studio to work for. Um, 
sorry about sorry about you know if any of any of the developers are, are upset about this i i do feel and you're listening for whatever reason um thanks for listening but also sorry um but you know if we're starting to if we're starting debates about whether or not this would be an acceptable thing to do in order to have a work protest um you know it it's important to step back and say like okay so like this isn't difficult for us it's not difficult oh. for for anyone in a particular sense it might be difficult for the people who made it i don't know but the main people it's difficult for are the no. bosses who probably uh don't really deserve your also right. like if you just want to look at what happened versus what happened afterwards uh footage dropped and suddenly the game had a release date like if you get if you only get paid on release if you only get paid once the numbers are in and, and you know and they're able to calculate your you know meritocratic bonuses yep. As we know, you just got punished. Oh no, you didn't get punished because the game wasn't being released previously. If you recall, they put they they indefinitely postponed it before this leak. Yes, I, I didn't remember they that. Re- okay. They pulled yeah. it. They said the game was indefinitely postponed until they can make sure that everyone will get it at the same time. Which, as I said, was code for we want to make sure that the physical retailers don't eat shit on this. Um, because yeah. they will. Well, I mean, physical retailers are already like having to be propped up, uh, that method of distribution is dying. Um, at least in this economy. So yeah, like they, they pulled it, they, they delayed it indefinitely. Physical distribution? In yeah, this they delayed it indefinitely. Then this leak drops. Then it gets a release date. You know, obviously there's a reason people thought this was a disgruntled employee. And it's because the dis- if it was a disgruntled employee, they'd have immediately gotten the goods which was the game released. Um, right. Turns out it wasn't, apparently. Turns out it looks like it was a hack. Um, hackers don't really have those kind of... Uh, hackers are those Motives. information <laughs> wannabe-free guys, or they just do it for fun, or, you know, you know they're Joker-fied. Um, yeah, they are very Joker-fied. Getting back to no, Joker. He, yeah. he is the patron saint of this podcast. Uh, but, you know, uh, I... Please don't. Look, are you going to play it? All right, I'm not no. going to play it, so this podcast won't be covering it further. I wasn't really planning on yeah. it anyway. Um, leak, pride of leak or not, so it doesn't really change anything for me. Do you want um, to save this other stuff for next time? Yeah, why don't we? We talked a long time today. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I think we kind of worked through a number of the things that have been confusing me recently. Chief among them is why I suddenly just like find Xbox to be not like... Why I suddenly have an opinion on Xbox? Like why? Why would I ever have an opinion on Xbox? It's our jobs. Is it kind of? um, Kind of. Yeah, I I don't know. Like it's it's a weird thing, and and I'm I'm realizing it's because they aren't acting as video games. They're more so acting as um, I don't know media centers, and that that helps clarify it. But otherwise, yeah, I think we're good. I don't know, John. I'm playing more Mad Max 2015. Talked about this last week. Oh, great. Um, I just really feel like that game nails um, what an open world game should be. Uh, hit, I, I've gotten to a few new areas. Uh, writing a review for it right now for Goonhammer.com. Um, ah, excellent. So I'm going to get hidden to it a bit more tonight before I file that. Um, just a really fucking good game. Hmm. That's nice. I mean... At least it gets that review yeah. at some point. 
Uh, shame it didn't get it when it came out, but as you said last time, it just got buried. He under can't release. release against the Phantom Pain and expect no, to uh, win. Uh, nope, not at all. Um, cool. Did you also you also been playing? Inquisitor? I have Inquisitor Prophecy. It's a Warhammer 40k game. Uh, I believe I mentioned. I know I reviewed Inquisitor Martyr, which is the base game for that. You did, yes, uh, and talked about it on here and gave it a very uh, negative review. Uh, yeah, it was it was mid to negative. I am I much higher on Prophecy, uh, mainly because uh, they had like a come to Jesus moment, and they're like, okay, fine, we're going to give you summons, we're going to give you, mm. you know, uh, customizable, summonable turrets, battle droids, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to change the plot, uh, and we're going to import. All right, so. At least for me personally, the least sufferable character trope in Warhammer 40k is the Human Inquisitor, because that person is just like a mm-hmm. a comedic uh, exaggeration of a cop. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we've we've talked about this. So totally what they sense. did for this was they were like, okay, this Inquisitor is an Inquisitor, but actually he's a tech priest. So they did is they just imported the entire aesthetics and mannerisms and disposition of the Adeptus Mechanicus, who are part of the Mechanicus game that I really liked, um, into right. the Inquisitor thing. And so he's this guy is technically an Inquisitor, but he walks around like, you know, talking like a robot, being very dry and, you know, witty. And you can play him <coughs> the way the plot's been reconfigured. Uh, you can play him as fairly forgiving sympathetic hmm. and merciful um which That's you cool. don't have as much of a chance to do with the other three base characters in the base game story for that um because it involves um so warhammer 40k lore has these people called uh fuck what are they called This is too long. All right. Uh, they, they have these people okay. who basically um, stop the evil chaos powers from working. Um, okay. But the trade-off for that is that everyone hates them. Like, they put out a force field, more or less, and that force field both stops the evil chaos magic from working and, like, makes everyone, like, slightly nauseous and really distrustful of them. Um, and hmm. almost Weird. always, due to who writes these games and how they're written these characters are attractive young women. Um, yeah. Naturally, because who else to make you uncomfortable than I mean, this character isn't literally a prostitute, as was the case in the Dan Abnett novels, um, Mm. which also featured one of these characters. Uh, But, you know, the idea is that you get this vulnerable, pretty young woman who also, you know, instills disgust in the strong Inquisitor, but he knows he has to deal with her. And, you know, sometimes he overcomes that disgust and, you know, you know, you know how this shit works. It's genre pulp shit. Sure, of course. Um, I've, I've read yeah. fantasy before. Um, so that's going on. But the thing is that that is, like, infinitely preferable to just, well, hello, I am a fascist cop. I'm here to kill everyone. You're going to stand against me for five minutes and then I'm going to shoot you in the head. You know, it's an actual character relationship. Yeah, that sucks. That's So, you know. 
it's still an 80 gigabyte install, which is insane for like a procedurally generated ARPG <laughs> that, wild. you know, has like maybe six biomes. How are there so many 80 gig installs? Uh, I, I want to say it's like, um, truly wild. It's uncompressed me. audio files. Those, those are what's to blame. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's my final answer. Um, well, good. No, I'm glad this one's better. Um, I felt bad the last time because it sounded like it, it was. was just a nightmare. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. Otherwise, uh, what have I been playing? Oh, I got finally got into Shadowbringers mm. in, uh, in Final Fantasy XIV. It's very good. It's a neat, neat game. Um, has some, has some real commentary on, uh, on, um, so far it has some real commentary on being, uh, comfortable and, uh, and um louche in the in the midst of uh, uh pandemic related holocaust uh just fairly <laughs> topical um i gotta say uh a little wild to see that there but yeah no no, no it's it's good it's fun um and what else have i been... oh i uh, i got further into world of horror which um is great uh it, as i've been digging into it more um i beat it's procedural so like you only get certain uh, you only get certain um, mysteries every time you log in. So, like, you're, the whole thing you're doing is you're solving these uh, uh, Lovecrafty and without Lovecraft mysteries uh, in your town. It's very Junji Ito. Um, but you get random ones every time. And so, like, um, it was cool because when I realized that there were a bunch of mysteries I hadn't solved yet and there are a bunch of endings, I realized this is, like, it's just a great game if you want to go and like sit down and and have a story told mm-hmm. to you for a little bit. Um, with obviously there's mechanics in there. It's sort of like a uh, sort of like a uh, first person RPG. Um, it's hard, but not unreasonably so. You should be able to get endings every single time, and it is a uh, roguelike in that way, uh, roguelite, I suppose. Um, it's just fun. Like it's just it's a great bit of storytelling, wonderful art. Um, I had a blast with it. I was very pleased that I was able to get as far as I was in it. Um, and I'm going to be covering a game that I haven't played yet, but I'm really excited about called um, uh, Tiny Healer, which is a, <laughs> an indie game where Don't you take the role of a... Uh, Go on. <laughs> tiny. Yep. That's right. You got it. Um, but you take the role of a um, of a uh, healer in a um, in an RPG. Uh, uh, an MMORPG and a raid, and you have to heal everyone, and that's the point of the Fair. game. So, it's not actually an MMO; it's just an indie game that purports to have like MMO function within. Like the if they game can make itself. anime about so MMOs, like, they can make indie games about MMOs. That's correct. Um, but yeah, so uh, also fun. Um, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, those, those are mainly the games I'm playing. Um, and I guess we have, gosh, we have uh, content for next week too. Yep. This is exciting. Um, John, uh, I hope all's going well. I hope you are uh, handling quarantine as best as one can. Um, it is not fun, and it is a stupid place to be. But you know, it it's is what, what it we is. have to do. Don't yep, you fucking go out so. there and shoot a Starbucks barista in the head, listeners. Don't act like that. Someone do that? Oh, my God. No, they were McDonald's employees. You know, oddly, weird that all this violence seems kind of racialized. Hmm. Man. (sighs) All right. Well, good night. Good night.